What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined by Reinhardt. What's up? What's going on? Hudson. Hello. Good evening, gentlemen. All the way from across the... It's not the pond if you go that way. Anyways, konnichiwa, old skull. Howdy. I can say howdy now because my other Texas boy is not here. You can say howdy anytime you want. He doesn't own the I know. He's also I not magnanimous. <laughs> All right. I'm just letting everyone know that right now. No, please do not. Do not give him that. Ah. All right. That's enough. And also down in the dungeon, taking notes at Grognak. What up? Good evening, dungeon crawlers. What's up? Good evening. You know, we, we actually might be crawling through a dungeon on this one. Johnny, was that your David Silver impression? David Silver. Good evening. Good evening. Nosferatu. Oh, yeah. Well, I, don't, man, I don't know if this could be any of those. <laughs> and nos, Nosferatu. Nos, Nosferatu. Yes. <laughs> that phenotype, man. I Oh, did I? <laughs> did, hold on. Did I, I sh- scared myself today. I was talking to somebody, and he was like, dude, do you have that? Because uh, a lot of people are talking about Kanye and Kyrie and and all the other the other uh, anti-Semitism going around around the Blake community, um, but they're like, "What's the deal? What's the deal with uh, with Kyrie?" And I was like, "Well, you know," and he has to deal with this guy. And I had David Silver's picture pulled up, and I had it zoomed in, and I forgot to like exit out of that. So like when I opened my phone oh. up. So I opened up my phone. And it was David Silver's face, like the whole screen. Oh, Adam Silver <laughs> or Adam Silver? At, not David. So Adam oh my Silver. God. Yeah, the, yeah. Why do we keep saying David? Adam Silver from the NBA. It used to be David Stern. It was that's right. It was him. David Stern, and then yeah, David now it's Stern. Adam Silver. Yeah, yeah. But either way, it's just like like the Jewiest Jew that ever like. Dude, I think those are like the top Jews. That's the top Jews the, are that. The thing. vampire phenotype seriously seems to be the most powerful. That is the Jonathan new, Greenblatt is kind of like that phenotype. Jonathan Greenblatt is a Nosferatu phenotype. There, it's a new one because we always oh, have speaking. We have the troll. There's the eagle. There's the uh, what the are goblin. The goblin. And then there's, speaking the of vampire, yeah, speaking of the um, the the vampire phenotype, Kanye is right. I just want to say that oh absolutely oh, kanye's yes. right kanye is right kanye's right speaking of anti-semitism um like, I also like, every- listen listen you guys you guys listen listen i know it i know there's not a single word about jews or anything in this sentence but it is dripping with anti-semitism okay <laughs> listen, the, the, i know the sentence is literally the word yes period the letters y-e-s period but do you see do you not see the anti-semitism there oh god it said nazi Oh jeez! No. So, oh. This is the best part. So I'm, we're at work and we're talking about this stuff, and this guy's like, "Oh no, man! You know the Jews are just mad because the Jews are just mad because you know they're talking about the Holocaust and stuff." I was like, "That's not why the Jews are mad. The Jews aren't mad about that. The Jews don't even care. The Jews are like, first of all, there's a Jew that has Jeff Bezos is is making you pay ten dollars to to learn this information about your ancestors there, Black Yvonne Blackenstein, but uh, but." Nobody says nobody says shit about that. They're mad about Kyrie, right? They're mad. They're mad because people are finding out that the Jews did run the slave trade, which is yes. which is the main part about Judaism. And what the um the Asian guy that did the that did the seventeen minute video about Kanye, yeah, yeah, what he was talking about was the fact that there are so many Jews at such a high level in so many institutions, whether it's the NBA, whether it's the NHL, or the NFL, any sports 
league, um, whether it's media and anything that controls your mind, the media, whether it's internet, um, television, entertainment, whatever, uh, news, um, it's all. So is there collusion going on between these Jews at this level? Of course there is. Obviously, so just, just open up a copy. Facilitates a lot of it. Right. Just open up a copy of the transgender industrial complex, open society playbook, Genesis six mm-hmm. conspiracy. Right. Any of these these books that people put together that are massive repositories of information regarding what has been going on throughout history and what is going on now. You'll just find look at the names. You'll find a vein that runs through the line of names. It's almost as if these names echo. Yeah. And some just, might uh, some might call through. it. Some might call it an oi vein. Just wanted to get that in. <laughs> Jeez. Just go through Laura Sanger's book, you know, yeah. from from the Nephilim to the Federal oh. Reserve. Un- hmm. I mean, yeah. Hmm. We know well, even Laura Sanger's book. the title that there is a connection, but even God has Laura not Sanger's released book. her. We love. We listen. Listen. We love Laura Sanger, don't we, folks? Don't we? We, we, I'm not doing a Donald Trump. I'm like being nice. Is what I'm <laughs> I, doing. I do. I'm being nice. Um, you know, I, I will That's actually say this as part of a little bit cross promotion. She finally got the woman who she's been working with that uh, came out of so much of that uh, satanic tribal abuse, yeah. satanic ritual abuse, and everything. She's finally getting her to tell her story on Blurry Creatures at some point. So just everybody go keep an eye out for that. That, that should be interesting. Jesse said it was Zazarian, Blazarian. Not her, like not her. So Dan, what does Dan Blazarian have to do with blurry creatures? <laughs> Good lord! Oh my god! Prost- yes, prostitutes the, and the cocaine. Names. That's what he's got. Wait a minute, wrong show, John. By by the way, guys, I'll, everybody go look at the prep chat for a, uh, a history lesson. Except for you people listening to the show. Because yeah, you'll, you, get you know what? I'll put this up on the Nationalist Inquirer, too. So if oh. you want to see this picture, go on the Nationalist Inquirer stream. This um, this picture, I actually had an earlier picture of this, and I got banned off of Twitter off my old Johnny oh Monoxide account for that. It was uh, it's 2040. National Geographic has, shows you what Jews... National Geographic shows you what Jews will look like in 2040, and it's beautiful. And it was, and it was this same picture, <laughs> basically. If if you really want to know what it is, it's Sir uh, Thomas Wadhouse, known throughout the 18th century in Yorkshire, England, for having a 7.5 inch nose. Nose, his nose. That's before it was hard. That's right. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> that's that's in the winter. Yes. It was which, it was very cold. <laughs> it was I'm a shower, not a grower. I mean, the other way around. Honestly, yeah. they made a wax likeness of this guy. I mean, why wouldn't you? But That's the same. It's the same one that I have the picture. Of. I'll, I have to find that tweet. And uh, I I saved a few of my tweets that got me banned. This is this is you know what? I'm gonna cut the uh, the Reddit tag off this one and just make it the strongest Kazarian. That's funny. <laughs> um. So so moving on. Okay. So the other day we talked a little bit about um. The the guy who went to the Bahamas and then died. Um, just a second, let me let me scroll back. Oh yeah, he was posting all that stuff. Yeah, who went to the Bahamas and then died? Oh yeah, the guy yeah, yeah. the guy from I FTX. thought it was Puerto Chico. He went to Puerto Rico. I'm sorry. Yeah, he went to Puerto Rico and he died. Yeah, it was um it was the same. You mean Juan Ponce de Leon? No, it was the FTX guy, the guy who just who just died, uh, who who 
He was involved with the FTX deal. Uh, the Bankman Freed. Bankman Fried. Bankman Freed. Imagine a Jew named Bankman. Bankman. Oh, my right? God. A Jew named Bankman had something to do with money. Wow. What a surprise. Wow. It's it's like it wasn't even good enough to be named Bankman. He had to stick Freed on the end. Bankman like Freed. It's like naming your kid Jabez. Silver Steinman. Right? I mean, it doesn't yeah, get it any Jewier than that. And his girlfriend, uh, Ellison... Who's alleged girl? Oh, alleged she's the girl, one. Who, she's the one who looks like a horse girl, right? She's yeah. She's got the outward drooping eyes, the hook nose. Uh, that's t- clearly stolen surname. Um, also, the mouth breather, chin. Former yeah. Facebook employee, mm. like Caroline oh. Ellison. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so this guy went there and died. She's a twenty-seven-year-old teenager lookalike. <laughs> She's twenty seven. Yeah, that thing's twenty seven years old, dude. Oh that thing my looks God. like it's sixteen. It so looks I can't like a sixteen year old horse girl. I can't. I know, right? I can't find the freaking um, the tweet now. I just had it. It was in. I thought it was in Ty- Typhus's thing. I should have saved it. The FTX crash that just happened. Like they basically liquidated what? Like how many billion? And I'm not saying several liquidate. billion. I'm not saying liquidate. Vaporized, like literally vaporized, trillion, uh, like almost a trillion. Huge amounts of fraud. Yeah. So Sam Bankman Fried, Alameda Investing, I believe, and FTX was this. Uh, FTX was an exchange that he created, um, which was basically a slush fund in a way for. Okay, so here we go. The TLDR is Bankman Fried was a patsy used by venture capitalist funds to launder money through FTX for political influence and a stadium in Miami. The FTX collapse gives the excuse to push regulations on the entire market, which sets the stage for trustworthy CBDCs, central banking digital currencies. Yes. Shocking. So this we have Caribbean islands, Bahamas involved. Yes. Jews involved. Banking involved. Clinton's involved. Regulator involved. Girl lover pedo symbol involved. It all fits was, like a glove. I was going to say the uh, sexual orgies that these people oh, had. Dude. Group. They were literally just having orgies the entire time. In they the were not just orgies. They were ritual orgies. Yes. Yes. Ritual satanic orgies tell, tell, going on. Talmudic ritual orgies they were literally Ugh. they literally said they were a talmudic ritual i had to put my i just realized i was like blasting my mic so if anybody's listening my voice would be a little smoother from now on out um actually there's been no change yeah it no? sounded fun no i could see it you're, no you're i could in. see it in the meters ah i'm actually the meters those yeah. damn meters um well listen yeah these the people and and by the way, too, I don't want this to be forgotten. There was a school district, at least one. I think it was in the northeast of the U.S. I'm I'm thinking Connecticut, but I could be wrong. If if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Don't quote me. But there was a school district that actually gave this group money out of the pension funds of their teachers. Oh, dude they they got all and, kinds. They got all kinds. They had ninety four percent of these school teachers out of this district have lost their pension. It funds. was Connecticut. It was it was in Connecticut. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Apparently, Tom Brady and Giselle yes. also had like six hundred and fifty million. That's, that's what I was just gonna say. Is yeah. Tom and Brady, they just no, split? Yeah. 
they they just they just well air quotes split um yeah well divorce is a great way to launder money yeah it definitely is that's one way to do it however the tom brady thing tom brady was brought in as uh as bait for whales okay so tom brady if tom brady invested in ftx and there was uh he was given a percentage of ownership so the 650 million that he lost is it's air quotes around the lost that's what mm-hmm. he probably invested right. like zero dollars of his actual capital. Um, he was basically brought in to put to be the face in the advertisements so that they could bring in, you know, they, these guys could go golfing with Tom Brady and saying that they invested on FTX. You know what I mean? Right. He's just yeah, he's he's literally just just a piece of bait. He's the hot blonde with blue eyes and big tits that you, you know, to make the deal, sell the deal. So. And it definitely, literally, sold, it definitely sold the deal. Oh, a lot. dude, the amount of, I mean, the amount of people that lost money. And here's the best part is the, that Caroline Ellison brought and uh, Sam Bankman, Fr- Samuel Bankman Freed. Oh, Jesus. Um, I can't not do that. They're like, John, why do you got to do that for the voice? Because I don't have a choice. Listen to that name. Um, but they, they, they're both on their way to Israel for a huge family party. Isn't that weird? No I way. Mean, having a family reunion. It's a, you know, it's a Jewish tradition. They got to go. Yeah. As soon as you get. What almost, are they supposed to do? Miss it? As soon as you're going to get indicted for huge amounts of fucking yeah. capital fraud, you, you go to your family reunion at a country that doesn't have extradition. And a country Amazing. that houses um, pedophiles, interestingly, and I'm looking at yeah. this Alameda research that these uh, that Ellison, uh, alleged female person, headed up, and it's yeah the 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 logo on it, and then the picture of the bank Bankman Freed guy. He's wearing a girl. I mean, Reinhard mentioned it, but dude, it, just seeing it is insane. He's mentioned he's wearing the girl lover pedo symbol on his t-shirt in the thing yes and then the logo itself looks like the other swirly triangle pedo symbol it also looks like a jew rubbing his hands it does it, it looks like all of those yep. things and in these are just these are just terrible um oh here it is now what i find funny I find during all this too hey, go ahead Reinhardt, real quick and I oh wanna, then I, I was gonna I say what i what i found funny during all this too is johnny what you posted on the channel today was uh <laughs> the fact that in other stock news, somebody paid $8 to get verified for oh. the Eli Lilly and company group. Okay. <laughs> and that pharmaceutical company just <laughs> gave out insulin for free. They mm. just took $15 billion right. that, out what, of the market. What happened was, yeah. Yes. What happened was, is that it, insulin is technically uh free and yeah yeah it's, they, yeah, they, yeah it's that's what happened is um it, it always has been free it always has been and and it should be anyways and um these people lost a huge uh the patent that was the thing the patent was free right and these people are are uh, making a fortune off of insulin when people can make their own for basically free you know what's also free? Hmm. Going carnivore. It's not free. Actual, actual carnivore. Steak is expensive. It's not. Not really. Not it when you focus on actually making your own food. Uh, okay. All right. If you, yeah. I mean, you got to get. If all you have is a yard, you're not raising your own beef. 
calls himself. <laughs> anyway, true. Anyway, very true. Back to back to hang on. Back to this this uh Yeah, so what did this, what did okay, you so find again? So the co-founder of Maker DAO Dow he makes this tweet and then his body washes up ashore a day later dead. Now, hold on. He's what he said. You remember this CIA and Mossad and Pedo elite are running some kind of sex trafficking entrapment blackmail ring out of Puerto Rico and Caribbean islands. They're going to frame me with a laptop planted by my ex-girlfriend who was a spy. They will torture me to death. You guys remember that? Yes. Yes. Yep. So, right. so now the rumors say he's connected to FTX to the pedophile ring. He tried to expose the FTX insolvency and that Alameda's logo is a direct copy of the pedo ring called little child lovers. So yeah, there you go. That's the whole, that's the whole thing. That's, um, yeah, this is, this guy is a DeFi founder. Uh, he's protocol controls billions of dollars. Uh, oh he now God. funnels, yeah, now funneled into TradFi. He tells you that he stumbles into a sex trafficking blackmail ring in Puerto Rico in the Caribbean. Um, and Nikolai, the guy was Nikolai. Um, He's yeah, he died. Just you know, we're you know exactly. where's the money, Lebowski? It's literally yeah, the plot of a movie. Yeah. That's yeah. another thing that we we neglected to we didn't neglect to bring it up on Nationalist Inquirer, but we didn't go into it a whole lot. Mm. Is the Nikolai killing. That's, that's the one we were talking about. Yeah, it's, it's the guy. Yeah. So Nikolai died. Yeah, he um he died and um, hold on, where's the original tweet? The it was like a week and a half ago, and he had tweeted that they were going to kill him because he was in bed, literally in bed with the wrong woman who was spying on him. Yes. So, yeah. So, I wonder which spy agency she worked for. I, and if it mm, echoed. Uh, yeah. So, the next day he washes up, he tweets that thing, and the next day, the very next day, he washes up on the beach drowned. Two weeks later, after that, $10 billion hole magically appears. In a firm run out of the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and again, again, SBF there. Sam Bankman fried, freed, fried. He's fried now. Uh, he becomes <laughs> one of the biggest campaign donors to the to the Biden campaign. And now uh, his capital fund, this, this, this um, FTX thing, was founded two weeks after Biden announces his presidency. But, you know. Uh, right. Collapses well, and, and, right on midterm election day three years later. Weird. And all these all these groups, well, a Connecticut school district and all these different groups have been found out giving money to oh, this. So that shows giving, you right there giving money, money laundering. No, it's not just giving money, Reinhardt. They're investing. These people That's what exactly. These people invested their their money. Like these people there are they invested who, other people's money. Right. Well, yeah. Bankman Fry Freed, he covered FTX's losses with loss with money from somebody else. So they were cooking books and doing all kinds of illegal stuff. There's there's a tweet thread where he was like, oh man, I really fucked up. Yeah, boy, wow. What was I thinking? And it's like he's <laughs> he's literally talking about other people's billions, right? This is this is such a humiliation ritual. And he's literally like, whoops. <laughs> Classic me. <laughs> Wow. I was listening I was listening to the <clears throat> that Donnie Darkened podcast that I shared a couple days ago, a day ago. And he was talking about this is a little bit more like not able to be verified conspiratorial stuff, but mm-hmm. talking about the whole um way that he thinks that things are gonna play out in the future and Trump gonna be president again. And he was saying that if oh, Trump was speaker of the house, like you can be speaker of the house yeah, without yeah, actually yeah, yeah. being a, a member of Congress and that there could be a big scandal. And then the president and the vice president get ousted, impeached or whatever, because of like 
whatever financial dealings or something, something connected to like what this would be. And then Trump would actually be president before the, um, before the, you know, the 20, 2024 election cycle even began, mm-hmm. which I, I don't know. I, in which case it's true, but I found re- it interesting. In it sounds like, uh, that sounds like the type of speculation people were doing in like 2016 and 17 about how Trump was going to get the wall built and like, you know, all that crazy shit. Well, I wouldn't believe it would happen for a good reason. I, that's the point of frame of mind I'm in now. It's more like uh, if the whole theory that Trump is actually the whole Luciferian dark delight antichrist type person and that Biden really is oh. being this actor who's being set up to, to be the fall guy then it would make sense. And yeah. as at this point, nothing would surprise me. So but, oh, if, speaking of Trump in the dark arts, I ran into the 30 year old blue dog Democrat pro union. Uh, Democrats play by the rules. Republicans write their own rules. Kind of a guy um, said that if you read Trump's books, he even says himself that he uses the dark arts to manipulate people. And he manipulated oh, all those people into doing all those things. And he, he just manipulated a bunch of dumb motherfuckers. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Man. Every Trump oh. supporter is a dumb motherfucker. I was like, oh, Lord. I don't. Want I was like, I. Not like me. I'm like, smart oh, and we, what we really got to do is we got to stop those neo Nazis, you know, like the ones that marched in Charlotte's. I'm like, where? Uh, oof. I mean, Charlotte. I mean, um, you mean Charlottesville? I wanted to correct Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. He want, said Charlotte? I wanted to correct. He said Charlotte's. <laughs> and Charlotte's. I, I, I wanted to correct him, but then I'm also just like, just shut up, John. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's You're like, he's like you know, they just marched. Just I was like, shut up. I was like, what do you just mean? He's shut like, up. He's like, all those guys, that, all, those, all those motherfuckers that marched with those tiki torches, all those motherfuckers deserve all whatever. I'm like, deserve what? What did they do? In my opinion, they deserve a lot of money. (laughs) What did they do? Well, every single one who went there got doxxed and got his life basically destroyed. Oh, yeah. Well, they deserve that. They deserve more than that. I'm like, really? Okay. I'm like, okay, they deserve that. Okay, cool. What about January 6th? Oh, well, that's the same neo Nazi. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's like, you know, all those cops that died. I was like, what cops died? No cops died. Oh, those two cops killed themselves. I'm like, well, those two pussies deserved what they got right there. Then, if you killed yourself, if you killed yourself because Nana and Uncle Pete came walking through the the the, you you played yourself. You played yourself. And I was like, and then he goes, and I said, the only person that actually died was Ashley Babbitt, and I I left it like that. He goes, she was told to get down several times, and she was like, I don't give a fuck. I was like, so, what so, oh, oh, so you're, hold on. so you're okay Wait, so when like, people so, say, so, so she got shot because she didn't listen to the cops. They had spears, spears. What did they have? Flagpoles. What? They were using flagpoles as spears. I'm like, what the fuck were you? What? I was like, bro, I got to go back to work. I hate Nigga, are you reading out of like the Nika riots? Like, I, yeah, I'm like, I got to go back to work, like, man. I can't talk. I mean, I don't even that. believe Ashley Babbitt died. No, but... I know. No, no, I'm no, just, no, no, no. But I'm using I that know. as like, you know what I'm I know, doing. I know. You know what I'm doing. The spear thing. I'm like, I mean, it can't go all the way, right? Like, to to Ashley Babbitt didn't even exist, but yeah. Oh no, we can. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, we can do that another time, though. But what I'm saying is, I'm using it. I'm like, okay, well, what about the woman that died, right? Right. And he's like, well, she deserved it because the cop told her to get down several times, and she was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not getting down. So because she didn't get down, she deserved to get shot. That's a really well, shitty. From- I'm like, okay. From there, I, like, okay. I would have gone well, I mean, straight that, to the George Floyd thing. Right. I was like, by that measure, then by that measure, then JoJo deserved to get shot because he asked for it. He literally said, shoot me, nigga. 
Yeah, right? and, Ky- and yep, Kyle Rittenhouse yeah. and all these other people. Oh, I asked so, him about that. I was like, so what about Kyle Rittenhouse? He's a like, fuck. He's all fuck that punk. That motherfucker deserved. He's like, those people died. Dude oh. is literally on camera saying, shoot me, nigga. Mm-hmm. And also, <laughs> he deserved also, to die for using a racial slur. Also, James Fields, <laughs> James Fields deserved everything he got because that woman died. He hit her with her car. I was like, no, he hit 30 other people and she died of a heart attack. He's like, it was proven literally by the coroner. Yeah. She died of a heart attack. Right. He's like, I don't care. More I don't than care. The car. I don't care. He, 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 hit, <laughs> he, he, dude, the, the sputtering. I'm like, man. These people actually exist. I felt bad because I said to somebody the other day, I didn't think people like this existed. Not only do they still exist, but they're still rabid. They're they're rabid in their mindlessness. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's literally, incredible. that's a good one, Reinhardt. In my mind. It was real in my mind. To them, yes. to them, Charlottesville was a huge thing in their mind. To them, January 6th was a huge... Do you know why? And the more I think about it, it's the fact that I can't suspend my disbelief to to like to like enjoy a movie, right? Because I know it's all bullshit. The same way that I can't look at something on the news like a, quote, event, and be like, whoa, holy shit, because none of it's real, right? These people... Watch the news, and they actually believe that the shit that they see on the news is real. And Hudson, how many times did you see the video of people that you know personally? Up close, you saw them in those videos of Charlottesville. How many times did you see those videos? A thousand? At least. Right. And you're like, oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. That guy looks very familiar. But like when people watch this, they see this over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, and it's getting pounded in their head that this was the most terrible thing that ever happened. Kind of like after 9-11 when Rudy Giuliani and George Bush just kept saying 9-11 and terrorism, terrorism in every speech, right? Every third word was terrorism. They have to reinforce it with repetition. Oh, yeah. So Well, it's like I, my, my former neighbor you know, went to January 6th. He was there mm-hmm. in Washington. He, right. he was there with a GoPro. Right. And he's like, no, none of this stuff happened. Like, this is before he and I ever, like, talked about anything. We were just outside having a smoke one day. And um, he just, we got on the subject. And he's like, yeah, I, I was there. Um, none of this, what they're saying, occurred. But everybody that I met that I was there, their lives have been ruined. I mean, he, he knew already about the dude who killed himself. Um, you know, everything that had happened to these guys. And that's that's not even the same situation as Charlottesville, not to us at least. No, but well, yeah. But what I'm saying is like none of this stuff. But what I'm saying is that the the things that are on the television are shown so many times. They showed right. that, that scene of the storming of the one area where if you they have like crowd noise over, but if you listen to the actual video, you can hear them like directing people this way, this yeah. way, that. right? But if you just yeah, watch they, it, just, they just throw audio over right. it. But, but if you all just you see is it. the breaking of gates when, in fact, right. actually the police opened the gates right that's what yeah, there's saying. that one jewish looking girl and she's directing people through she's telling mm-hmm. people go 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 and then later on yes. there's social media of her with a skull mask doing this thing and everybody's like oh she's so hot she's so based i'm like dude, she's literally a jewish fed like you guys i can't believe you believe this you have the guy the um i can't remember his name but he's the guy who's like we need to go in there tomorrow in there remember that guy yeah what they're trying to do is 
is make this out to be some sort of anti-Rome or Byzantine Nika riots. I know I brought that up one time, but they're trying to make it into like a Nika riot kind of thing where peasants are are you know storming this thing they're rising up and they need to be put down because they they don't know any better they're terrorists they're fascists whatever right buzzword that they're using but, the but thing clearly that they're the the point, point that Johnny i was-, was making though about like people just believing it and eating it up i mean the media we we know that the hand the cia has in the media i mean it basically right. they're one in the same it is and the, the same. cia yeah. is very good at brainwashing especially like people that are obsessed with like status and just don't really question authority very much. Like that's who the brainwashing works on. Oh, and that's like, unfortunately a lot of the populace. However, I I don't think it's as like, I don't think as many people are totally brainwashed as you know, there used to be even like a few years ago. How many, uh, you, you work with normies. How many normies do you actually talk to during the day? I don't talk to most hardly any of them. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was the same that that same the same guy and group of people that agreed with him were like, Yeah, those are the same people. And then those people, oh my God, you know, they like tried to kill everybody by not getting vaccinated. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, he's gonna go down that route. We're really doing this. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we're really, really doing stupid. all of them all at once. Really? It's seven o'clock on a Saturday morning. Well, yeah, a lot of normies are still stuck in that world, but I am meeting more people that are like, at the very least, unvaccinated and like, dude, I have on like COVID stuff and the vaccine mm-hmm. and like, they just think politics is like, they don't care about it. Really? They don't care. Nobody I've knows. A lot more people like that. I've Which by the way, none of you guys people, booted, right? I've noticed a lot more people don't know anything about anything. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, if it's not care. like the game, if it's not like you know, if it's not like the Kentucky uh, Alabama game or the Tennessee Georgia game or whatever or whatever uh, the Cowboys are playing, the Packers or whatever, right? It's football season still. Or just like I know it's hand egg music. Right. Like you can get really nope. into just like a hobby and not pay attention to anything and be pretty comfy. Mm-hmm. But like do you guys want to hear a sorry, do you do you want to hear a voting story cuz I heard Reinhardt ask about voting? I mean, I guess. So in my state, we had a question on the ballot for if we should let illegal immigrants have a license. And it passed. 53% it passed. And um, I don't think anyone actually voted for that, really. Like, how many how many people do you think would have voted for illegal immigrants to get it? I think the people, I think a lot of people just didn't vote for it. And then the small percentage of people that did vote for it, the uh, majority did vote positively that's kind of how those little stupid referendums get passed most people are just like i'm not voting on that that's dumb i just figured it was another good example of voting being fake um i mean stealing elections stealing elections at a local level is definitely happening but again that is one of the ways that it does happen is a lot of voter apathy on retarded referendi Referendum. They probably know how to fashion questions mm-hmm. in a way that will influence people to get just the amount they need to get yeah. that 1% over 50 that mm-hmm. says, okay, now illegals can have a driver's license, which makes see, zero sense whatsoever. See, and this this is the funny, the funny thing, too, mm-hmm. is every voting season, the... Um, the 1800s black voter test picture <laughs> makes the rounds. <laughs> 
Skull, you know what hard. I'm talking about. That shit's hard. Yeah, we all know <laughs> what we're ta- what I'm talking about. No, wait a minute. So, wait, for those people who don't know, tell the people. It's yeah. it's the black citizen voter test that was created, and if you ever take a college class on American history, you will you will see it. You will be inundated with it. You'll have to. It's a part of the shame. It's yes. It it is a part of the shame, especially if you're white. Um, it is a test that black people supposedly had to take to be able to vote, and it is full of questions that are like. They give a sentence and they say, and the the answer is, please circle the first three words of this sentence. And they're very complex. Sequence of numbers. Yeah, they, it's complex, and some of it is nonsensical. Yeah. And uh, they, re- they give it requires like a like a high level of organizational thinking in order to keep all the concepts in order in your mind, mm-hmm. and then to answer correctly or to even be able to answer the question because it asks for specific instructions. Like Reinhardt said, like circle the first three words in the correct sentence that's dictated by this, whatever. And so I, I, I have a feeling a whole lot of white people would fail the black person voting. voting. Well, now, Most of them would now. And now, 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 now here's a thing. Yeah, now. Too. Right, right, Here, right. Here's a thing. The one that is shared on Twitter, that is shared on Telegram, Reddit, everything is edited. It is doctored, which is why I said some questions are nonsensical, Mm. because most of the versions of this that people see are nonsensical. They're crazy, Um, but they've been edited completely. They are complex questions, yes, that require complex thinking, but they are actually solvable. They're pretty easy. If you have any sort of IQ, but most of the ones shared on the internet are doctored to, to provide this idea that white people couldn't give black people a chance. Okay. Well, why are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I I don't know. We we just got here, man. Our, our topic for the show is so different, right? And it's going to take, it's a huge topic too. I know we're like 33. I'm totally, I'm totally okay with going longer on this episode it's fine we, yeah we have plenty of time i'm not worried about it um yeah we can stop we can stop talking about this stuff now i don't know there was there was more to the ftx thing that's like an entire episode of itself um there is a Tuning lot going on nationalist inquirer yeah we'll probably just we'll just we'll just do the whole nationalist inquirer on, on tuesday it's there's there's a lot going it's on so with that it's okay. really do you, do you know what like this is all involving and like sorry johnny yeah there's a there's a lot sorry it's not just this isn't just a little, a little tiny little thing this is huge no so, it is it is huge so, no I'm, this I'm plays sorry. In, this plays into the great reset and all kinds of other other stuff it, it's like it yeah, does it's a huge <laughs> step in the great reset and if you don't yeah, it see is. it i don't know what to tell you anymore if you don't see these things i, I we you can't be helped like yeah, the people at work that were talking about the FTX thing and now how, oh my God, how you really got to get into XRP now. Oh my, God, oh man. Yeah, my XRP just keeps going down. <laughs> These motherfuckers. Yeah. No, this is why I can't get, I can't be bothered to get into crypto. You or whatever, right? They're, they're all, the Thunderstrike people, they all want you to buy XRP and get onto their fucking lobster, yeah. right? Yep, yeah. lobster. So and Stellar. Yeah, Stellar. Yeah, yeah Stellar's another Stellar. one. That Stellar Lumen. and XRP. Stellar, Lumen, and XRP like, are the ones that they're they're trying to sell you on. So it's like a Q thing too. It it is, but again, 
We'll talk all of this is precursor. Well, yeah, cube. we'll talk about this. We'll talk about this on Tuesday. All right, let's get yeah. into the actual topic. So, yes. um, we talked about the CIA. We talked about the Mossad earlier. We didn't, you know, we talk about we talk about secret agents and um, intelligence and spying. You think of, you know, you, you think of um, in the movies. You think of 007. You think of James Bond. You think of Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise and. Uh, what are Idris Elba. Idris Elba. No, nobody thinks it's Idris kidding. Elba. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it right now. <laughs> but uh, who else? What other spy, spy movies are there besides besides James Bond? The Bourne series. The Bourne, is that spy stuff? Yeah, kind of spy stuff. Assassin. Assassin. That's yeah. more assassin. Yeah, yeah, when you think of assassin, spies. Well, Assassin's yeah. Creed. Okay, when you think of spies, you automatically think of. You, right, Austin Powers. The spy who shagged me. But all, also, also the first thing you think of, and probably what makes it so hard to think of anybody the else, is the most popular uh, is James Bond, 007, right? I mean, Sean from Sean Connery to Timothy Dalton to, uh, you know, the black guy. Who was guy, the first James black, Bond? Sean Connery, right? No, I think there was. No, there was one before him. There was one before him. He he shot really gay, like in the intro part where, you know, it goes down the barrel of the gun and then he points and shoots. He like threw his hands up in the air. Really gay. Like, look up. The, it's very funny. Really? Yeah, he does that thing where like the British, the way the British people really shoot, where they like shoot the gun and they like throw their hand up like, Ugh. huh? It's very funny. They shoot and then they realize they don't have a license for the gun. Yeah, exactly. They throw it away. Wikipedia says Sean Connery's the first one. David Niven did one in 1967. Oh, I'm thinking of Roger Moore. Sorry, I'm thinking of Roger. Uh, Moore. Yeah, yeah. Roger Moore is a little bit uh, later. Okay. Wait, yeah. Roger Moore was after, was after Roger Sean Moore Connery. Was no, Roger yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Connery's Absolutely. the first. Sean Connery oh, okay. was the first. Um, Bob Simmons was the first person uh, to to be portrayed as 007, but they didn't actually use him in a movie. <clears throat> they just used him in like um, pre-release stuff. Who was it in the '90s? It wasn't Anthony Pierce. It Pierce, was Brosnan. Pierce, Bro- Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Uh, Timothy Dalton. Uh, See, Timothy Dalton is my favorite. Really? Yeah, I like Timothy Dalton. I first saw the first Bond movie I saw was was Moonraker, and I saw it when I was a kid at the drive-in with my dad and my mm. stepmother, and it was Moonraker with Jaws with the chick with the braces which is a mandela because she doesn't have braces anymore and that's the whole point of the braces scene is that her and jaws hook up because they both have braces that was the dolly dolly yes yeah yet another entertainment mandela again yes an entertainment mandela i get it however however sean connery was not bob uh What's his name? Um, Sean Connery was not Dan- Daniel or yeah, Daniel Craig. That's the, the latest one. Um, Sean Connery was not the first. The first 007 was John D. Yes. And John D as in the letter, not the letter D period, but as in D E E John D who was, I mean, this was a, I mean, this was a long time ago. John D was geez. Uh, 16. When was he born? No, 1527. That's right. 1527. That's right. He died in 1608 or 09. Nobody's really sure which date. Um, Some of the. 
He yeah, he he predates the Pocahontas Disney movie. Mm-hmm. He does. So 007, he's known as that because he was uh Queen Elizabeth's right-hand man there. Her court well, he was a lot of things to Queen Elizabeth. We'll get to that in a second. But uh he was he was a mathematician, an astronomer, astrologer, a teacher, a cultist, alchemist. He was the court astronomer and advisor to Elizabeth I and spent much of his time on alchemy, divination, and hermetic philosophy. He was a hermeticist. And as many times what? I tried to spell hermeticist, uh, my spell check could not fix it for me. <laughs> I don't know exactly how to spell that. What What you should know is the first 007 was actually a sorcerer. He was a wizard. He wasn't a rogue. He was a wizard. Yes, Last that's change. the thing. He was not just a spy. And then being a spy plays into this, but he was a wizard. He was a sorcerer. And he was a spy because he could scry and spy on people from afar. Mm. Mm. And, we'll and we, don't mean, we don't mean necessarily that he was a sorcerer or wizard as a pejorative. I mean, that's literally what he was. Yes, he was literally a sorcerer. He literally had like a tower with like bottles and beakers and bats and rats and Parts of Newt's tail, an eye of Newt and tail of dragon, <laughs> and, and he, scale of basilisk and like basilisk. Well, and he he dressed like it. Yeah, yeah he dressed did. like an artist at the time, which he, is what most people get wrong. Is he dressed like Leonardo da Vinci? Um, well, that's the he thing. He had those is, long flowing robes, is, the hanging sleeves, all of that. But artists, he's even the he's even the guy who is the archetype for the wizard pondering the orb. He had his own orb, and yeah. it basically well, that, originated with originated with him. Well, that's the, the thing is ball. his 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 uh, his garb, his his dress, his, the way he dressed, his skull cap. All of these things were all the same as all of the academics at the time. So, a right. sorcerer and an academic was pretty much interchangeable at the time, right? Because yeah, during and, this and a scientist, yeah, yeah yes, yeah. because. Of the fact that academia at the time was so limited. He literally read everything. He read literally everything that there was to read because there were only so many things that were printed to read. That was the thing. Yeah. Right. If it was well, if it was if it was, you know, able to be read, he had read it or owned a copy of it or had it, like the original. He had a right. he had a library that was uh five times the size of Oxford. Yeah, he he was known for having the greatest library in England. I mean, this this time in the English Renaissance, um, I really like what Myth, Mr. Mythos said on this was you know a time where science, religion, and mysticism all blended together, and it all created a form of sorcery. Right, and right. that's what this he had. Like- it was a sorcerer's tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was way well before the religion of scientism took off yeah this he was is, pretty much the, the basis yeah he's pretty much the founder of science he he basically set up the educational system to teach science to future scientists more or less true but he i don't think he was what we would refer like a religious scientism uh, follower like no are today, no the like way Neil no the, what Tyson science has turned into what, right. what science has turned into into the worship of one's butthole yes uh, now he would, he would love yeah. it. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I not. actually actually no, he wouldn't love it. Um, and we'll get to that later. 
but he he wouldn't love it because he was a a staunch opponent of the Jesuits. Right, right. He was very much anti-Jesuit. But okay, so getting back to getting back to his um, his time there with Queen Elizabeth, he was the queen's sorcerer, and other sorcerers were um, would come to town, traveling sorcerers, traveling alchemists, traveling hermeticists. Uh, they would come around, and at, at the time, alchemy was um, pretty new. This is in the middle of fifteen hundreds, so um, you know, alchemy was was. Um, you know, people. Everybody was trying to transmute everything into gold, right? That was the whole right. point of, of alchemy was to make gold. And these snake oil salesmen or gold salesmen, whatever you want to call them, these alchemists would come in and um, they would be like, "Hey, Queen Elizabeth, I can make this into gold. Why don't you finance me this this you know money, and I'll be able to transmute all this into gold." And they would have you know get themselves built a little house and get a bunch of money from whatever royalty at the time. And then, you know, they say, I'll have all this ready for you in, in two fortnights. So 28 days. And on the 28th day, the King rides up and then there's nobody there. All the money's gone. Right. And this is what happens over and over again. And so, so John D was kind of like the, um, the alchemy police for Queen Elizabeth. So like anytime a traveling alchemist would come into town and try to pull some of those shenanigans, uh, John D would have to come in and like do like a little bit of a, um, like a freestyle battle, you know, they'd have a little throwdown with the other. Yeah. Alchemist. Yeah. Like during that time period, there were kind of like two, well, there was a wide array of thoughts about alchemy at the time, but there were kind of two major schools of thought. One where alchemy was the transmutation of the self and one where it was like the transmutation of physical objects, you know, into gold. Well, and like, you know, John D, I think, um, approached it mostly from the idea of transforming yourself. Um, but I think he right. also thought there was some merit in, you know, transmuting physical objects as well. But I yeah, think he, that, he called bullshit a lot. I think that he was, um, more of the esoteric side of that, 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 the, that right. the transmutation of self was the esoteric side of alchemy and that the, the, um, the profane side of it was, was even though that that's not technically profane, none of the alchem, you know, the alchemical stuff is profane anyway, but uh, the transmutation of material things would be the profane side of it, which is what everybody was into right you know the the kings you know the royalty the 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 greedy prince who wants more money than his brother or whatever right he would he would hire an alchemist to transmute a bunch of shit into gold like think about coming at going into a royal's court as an alchemist like you you could sit there and offer them you know this wonderful series of self-realizations and growth as a Mm -hmm. human being and learning the, the mysteries of life or, you know, there's a guy offering you a whole lot of gold. Most times they're going to take the gold. Well, and, and these guys would do like little magic tricks, right? Yeah. Basically little parlor chemical, tricks. Parlor tricks, right. And that's where John D would come in and be like, it, it, it'd be kind of like, like a Moses and the Pharaoh's magicians yeah. type scenario. Yeah, his title, we should mention his title. His official title was the Merlin of Elizabeth. Yes. He is the yeah. archetypal Merlin. He is the and, original wizard. I wonder well, if he had abs. You like, wonder if he had what? If he had abs, you know, like the one wizards, like hot wizards in your area right now. Oh my god! <laughs> I was, I was gonna say, yeah. Thank you for mentioning that too. And the the Merlin title is it is a title. It's not a name right. at all. 
Right. Merlin is is a title bestowed uh, coming from a very long line of druidic uh, adepts, and that's what people don't understand too is is the idea of being an adept versus an initiate or an acolyte in in these things, mystery schools, and that's where John D came in. Was wow. he was a major adept in these mystery schools, mm-hmm. and that's why he was able to call BS well, he on was, so many of these guys. He was a. Uh, that's just an adept. Now, real quick, Reinhardt, can you explain the difference between an acolyte and adept and what was the third one? Well, initiate. Initiate. That's right. Initiate. So initiate, acolyte, and adept. Yeah. So an initiate into a mystery school, which is a real thing. This is what mm-hmm. you know, Freemasonry, Rosicrucianism, all of these occult beliefs right. um kind of hold on to as far as membership goes. An initiate is somebody who wants to be a part of this society. Mm-hmm. So they learn basic principles, foundational principles, and an acolyte builds upon those foundational principles for so many years or a, a, a certain amount of time or until they gain a certain amount of enlightenment or understanding mm-hmm. until they can be initiated into the level of an initiate. Um, that initiate being what we would think of as just like a full member, somebody who knows most things going on inside of a mystery school or an occult society. Um, And they'd be a full further than that. Further than that, you would have uh, an adept. An adept is is somebody who is not quite like a master or a grandmaster, but an adept is somebody who is advanced (laughs) In this knowledge. Well, John D would have been further than an adept then. Oh, he he definitely yeah. would have. He was and like an ascended master of literally everything. There is heavy, in my opinion, there's heavy evidence to show that he was an adept in uh, Rosicrucian theology, though as far as membership goes, I can't find him. And I, I have here um, a pretty large book as far as the history of the Rosicrucians goes. Um, I can't find a specific membership for him mm. in the Rosicrucians, though they. But, I mean, were everybody he's associated active. with, everybody he's associated with, Francis Bacon, you know, Edward Duvier, yeah, the the Royal Society, right, the Royal, the Royal Society, Society was yeah. formed as a Rosicrucian society, right? And he, formed, um, yeah, and that was him. So yeah, and I it mean, flourished during this period, right? And so the, ch- the the chances of him, he founded the society. It's Rosicrucian. Him being Rosicrucian is probably a one hundred percent chance of that. I don't know why there's no record of it, but it does. Yeah, no, no, it's very, it it's makes very no strange. It Even makes no Gary sense. Wayne doesn't write too much about John D. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, that is interesting. I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know. But anyways, back to his, back to his, um, John D. In general, he was your original uh, Renaissance man. I believe we've we've said this about uh, people before, but again. You know, he he was you know alchemist. He was a divinationist. He was a hermeticist. He was a teacher, an astrologer, an astronomer, mathematician, an occultist, a uh, cabalist. A what? Cabalist. A cabal. Yeah, he, he was a cabal. Well, he he was proficient in the knowledge. Yeah, held within. I the wouldn't Kabbalah. necessarily call him a cabalist necessarily, yeah. but he was very he he understood the Kabbalah. As like a, a a representation of like you know esoteric knowledge, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
kind of like well the Kabbalah the Kabbalah is the it's the basis for alchemy when you look at alchemical texts and and when you look at John Dee's text the very few that were actually published I think they, they come they come straight out of the Kabbalah I think they I think they they both go further back than that I think that they both so I I completely that. agree and yeah. we're going to get into that more in the I second think, hour I, I, think. I think the Kabbalah just extend everything goes back to the Kabbalah I think the Kabbalah is um it's an amalgamation uh, of knowledge. Yeah, knowledge it's, and it's a bit of a agreed. red herring too, because like hundred percent agreed, and we'll get back yeah. to we'll yeah, get yeah. to that when we get to the the yeah, other no, I know, stuff. I know, I know. Okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, what else? He, the guy. I mean, dude, the guy. Like the defeating of rival sorcerers. That is so cool. Like, yeah, he basically was undefeated. He was literally undefeated in rap battles because they were casting spells. So like they're yeah, definitely they, they're definitely like I mean, you know they were like these guys were definitely very, very adept linguists and were able oh, yeah. to like dude, I wouldn't be surprised if like some of the like magic spells are if they're not being cast by some of these rappers nowadays, even, you know. Seriously, because like the poetry and that kind of stuff. Anyways. Yeah. Um, going back. So what else did he do? He, this guy coined the term British empire. Yeah. Right? He, uh, he, yeah, it, he basically set up the design. He's told queen Elizabeth, listen, this is how you're going to become an empire. We're a little shitty, little, little Island country now, but we're going to, we're going to eventually rule the entire earth. And they basically did. Yeah. I think if I'm remembering correctly, cause I don't have it in front of me right now, but I believe that he saw a vision um, in an obsidian mirror that he obtained uh, from the like a Mayan obsidian mirror that uh, was brought back to England and he was staring into it and used it for divination. And I believe that's where he like got the idea for the British Empire. Yeah, he had a vision of, uh, quote, the new Atlantis, the new world. Yeah, yeah that's where all that comes from. Um, which, ew, yeah, which connects to Francis Bacon, right? Which a lot of people believe was uh, William Shakespeare, but there is ample evidence to show he was not. Right. Well, I mean, what if Francis Devere was, or what if Edward Devere was Francis Bacon? Was John D? This is the same thing I thought, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, when I've been reading yeah. this stuff, this whole and thing the, the, is just it's just John D. It's just, yeah. It's just none of the people that we watched in prep ever made that connection but i was thinking the exact same thing it was like these guys create these characters and like steven some guy was um that i was listening to i think you guys listened to it was comparing him to stephen hawking he was the stephen hawking of his day he was a super genius and he knew all this stuff and he put all these together and he was like kind of a rock star and stuff and it's like well stephen hawking is a fake creation he's like a creature there's somebody behind stephen hawking i think john d was john d but william devere who uh, apparently pinned Edward. the works of William Shakespeare, Edward Francis Devere, yeah. Bacon, or sorry, Edward Devere, and then Francis Bacon, who also may have uh, had something to do with the works of William Shakespeare and then the Bacon Society and all of the works that they were involved in at the time. It just sounds like this guy was, um, he had some access to very, very deep spiritual uh, connection channeling device or ability and mm-hmm. he was able to write things that were beyond the ability of humans to write that and obs- uh, we'll get into now, that later that obsidian mirror that he had that obsidian mirror yeah. that that ipad it was his ipad 
yeah, yeah. black mirror well, crying screen literally. one one question that i've got as far as edward devere goes and the identity of shakespeare for a lot of people who don't know the identity of shakespeare is hotly debated right oh, there's yeah. no historical evidence for the existence of a man named william shakespeare no well there's evidence um, of like a man named william shakespeare but like his his whole family was completely illiterate yeah like he was the right. son of an, after him he's the son right. of an illiterate glove maker like like what his entire family yeah. line like they, he comes from an illiterate family he as, comes, you know at the, the time most it, ridiculous just, rags to riches story ever again, really. nobody has believed it you know, Greta Thunberg. Yeah, one at a time. One <laughs> at a time, niggas. Well, niggas, one I just time. wanted to say that all these figures that seemed like mysterious and to come out of nowhere, um, I don't have a fully fleshed out theory yet, but speculating that I think the Count of St. Germain has something to do with all this, too. I I would agree with you. And I don't I don't know that Edward Devere is the same as John D solely because of the the title that Edward Devere had, the 17th Earl of Oxford. With the bloodline of Oxford, the Earl of Oxford, I don't think that John D could have been of the same. I think you with the with the record think? that we have. What's that, Johnny? You said you don't think that that would be all right. Anyway, finish what you're gonna say. You're gonna I say. I don't think so. Um, I think they were separate, that they were colleagues, but that they were separate. Now, if if well, Shakespeare if anything, was if, if a anything, collective title, yeah, they could have both been a part of it. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that John D was Shakespeare, and so was Edward Devere and Francis Bacon. I agree. I mean, there's connection. deep esoteric knowledge. Yeah, there's a whole well, Shakespeare's works. If, yeah, there's. But what I'm saying is, if you look at the way, yeah, actually, there is no. I don't think there's any way physically that John D. Yeah, Skull, I think I said it wrong. What I meant is John D, who was Francis Bacon, who was also Edward Devere, but from different times. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were both. Uh, yeah, they both, because because Edward Devere would have been, and the publisher, that TT guy, Thomas Trout or whatever it was, that published the sonnets and all that stuff, he would have been more uh, Edward Devere's like time period, and they're and they're uh, in, in the 1740s. Remember when he died? But this is like in the 1700, early 1700s, late 1600s. Well, De- Devere and, Devere was a contemporary of John D. I thought was he? I yeah, all this yeah. stuff happened. Yeah, 1562 to about 1602 or okay, 1604. Okay, that's the wrong guys. The 1740 is just the number, the number. of his name. Yeah, yeah, which... yeah, no, no, no. That's when they, that's when they put the monument up, and then the number of their name yeah. and all. Yeah, all that, right. Like, all the four T's. Right. I got that. I, was, now, I think the the thing to keep in mind is that William Shakespeare almost certainly is like the original Tavistock Institute creation oh, yeah. in order to put out this cultural phenomenon that both creates the new society that was blossoming in the 1600 right around 1600 mm-hmm. or late 1500s early 1600s and also conveyed a ton of esoteric knowledge a ton of truth mm-hmm. um archetypes and all of these things yes. that and was again, not just one person but it was like a society that was putting this out and again you had at the same time. This is what I've I've said, and you had what you the English language was created. The written English language was created. Yes. at that time using the works of Shakespeare and the King James Bible. Yep, the sixteen eleven King James Bible that everybody 
love so much around here. Language reset, right? Like language the, reset. The we yeah. Yep. Even hey, even with the language reset, God's word can still be preserved. But I agree. I I agree with Shakespeare. You have, and this is what you can find, not John D. But this stuff you can find in Genesis six conspiracy is the um, all of the occult Rosicrucian knowledge hidden in Shakespeare's plays. Oh, yeah. Every single play is filled with this knowledge. There's all, um, there's there is. I mean. Just the amount, and not just the esoteric knowledge, but just like the, the, um, the uh, overt like legalese and stuff that like yeah. the there's no way this is one of the ways there's there's no way that anybody who never attended a school would have been able to have uh, figured out the intricacies of like the legal situations in Hamlet or Othello. You know what I mean? No. Or, or Midsummer the, or the, Night's Dream. Oh, yeah. the Midsummer Night's Dream. As far Dream, as like the, like the mythology the goes, mytho- God. right? The depth and the layers of the mythology, because you have, I mean, every every person in in that play is representative of a different person from a different mythology. Yeah, Robin you have Hood. To, and you'd have to have known all of those mythologies to know all that. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, for the yeah, and, for and the, Robin Hood was actually banned from being performed for a very long time. And it, it predates um, uh, uh, Shakespeare, obviously, but it was banned from being performed because it held degenerate content and knowledge that was within its script. Yeah. And just for like the people who are listening, who are not quite uh, didn't watch all the prep that we watched, like involving the Shakespeare the works of Shakespeare, holding this esoteric knowledge, like basically, John D created the title page of the sonnets of Shakespeare. And in this one title page, it's like this cryptographic code that would take a supercomputer to put together with the different positions of the periods and the letters and the lines and the geometric patterns contained within it. And then all of the letters can be separated and then put into a column that create shapes that contain a key that contain like the burial <laughs> site of the cathedral of or so of uh William Devere and the or sorry John Devere what the fuck is that name Edward Edward Devere, Edward, <laughs> Edward Devere, Edward Devere, Devere. in the particular Edward, Edward, yeah. position of the cathedral that he lives in like in which it's, row it's, of the yeah it's it's amazing yeah which row right it, it, it's so insane the amount of uh, locked together words and letters and geometrical positions. Hold on, hang on a second. That's the thing about. So, when did Edward de Vere die? Sixteen oh four. Okay, sixteen oh four. And so, John D was like sixteen oh eight. Okay, so he died three years. They died three years apart. When was that title page put together? You know, like if it's got if it's got the codex and like the the. Uh, the key to where Edward de Vere is buried, which, by the way, is underneath the statue of Shakespeare at Westminster yeah. Abbey. Well, if if he was Edward de Vere, maybe he would know where he wanted to be buried. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. what it is. Maybe that's what it was. But like the fact, yeah, it's, it's just I, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spoil it for you. He's buried underneath the statue of of uh, William Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which, which and, then the the statue itself has all this encoding that. Oh my god! Yeah, well. and, and I'm, then there's, I'm just what Reinhardt? No, go ahead. 
we're talking like the encoding and like it, inside the encoding there's encoding inside the encoding like it, it, the lines that are drawn and you can find the the um what is the the the, the quaternum and the what, what is it the quaternary in the ternary yeah the quaternary in the ternary you can find the four t's in the three t's you find the fourth triangle within the third triangle find the fourth yeah triangle within the like this shit is so this shit is so encrypted it would take like morpheus to decode well and and that's the that's the thing about these guys is i just want to say they're freaking nerds oh my god these they guys nerds. are beyond okay this is what happens when you don't have when you don't have uh cell phones and, and they, they were they were literally media. autistic there was no so social media right there, there was saying, no social media there was no there was dude there were hard i mean the the only books they had were the ones that they probably wrote themselves yeah so when 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 you say you're autistic and you joke about it no you're not autistic because Ooh. you haven't seen John there's Dean and the, Kelly okay, and Edward Devere and all there's these a guys cryptic, there's a cryptic geometric pattern in the front page of Shakespeare's sonnets that shows if you draw a straight line from top to bottom, it is four degrees off of the N in the in the first thing. And um which then there's an I. And hold on. And but if you go to the garden where Edward DeVere is buried, that line is actually four degrees off of north. Like like the four degrees. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's like there's wow. no there's no way that these things could have been accidental. Um the four T, like you know, it's seven, it's the seventeenth T, the fourth T, all these things. You've got seventeen four D. Yeah, seventeen four T. It's just so many cryptic things, the seventeenth letter, the seventeenth T, all these things. Uh, the way that the letters, if you take all the letters on that front page of the sonnet book and you and you arrange them um from left to right in and row in 19 columns you can you get the four keys you get there's all kinds it's it's amazing yeah I'm there's a chalice there's a picture of the cathedral yeah. in it there's the name devere is in it, it as a t it's an upside down t and when you flip it right side up it does it has a different meaning yep. the statue of shakespeare uh, that's over devere's grave has 1740, which is the number of Devere's name encoded three times, but then there's a fourth secret encoding of 1740 again in it. Mm -hmm. And it's just, and then on top of it, like just the page of the sonnets, which apparently D is the guy who made, which just in case anybody's confused why we're talking about Shakespeare and Devere so much, D is the one who created this page. John D made this, this page. It's created with like the letters actually form the geometric patterns and then there are patterns within patterns and there are angles within angles that form perfect circles and then each line points to another word or letter that forms a word that forms a code and then the whole thing can be split up into a cryptograph it's it's truly astounding and you have to assume that there was a supernatural knowledge that allowed this to be created yeah because i mean even though we are dumbed down with technology and gps and you know facebook and the internet and whatever um we there's not a level of autism on earth today that could come close to any of this this is this is definitely supernaturally um you know assisted i mean and and again to get back to john d like directly back to john d this guy you know he was a state agent um he was the guy who brought math to england Right, he he had the, the the big library, um, 
and uh and after all that he 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 took 10 years off and he spent 10 years um with his newest hobby you guys know what his hobby was uh communicating with angels yeah for 10 years could you imagine like you know you know what guys i think i'm just gonna take a couple years off to just go 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 hang out and communicate with angels what do you think like what if somebody told you what if somebody told you hang out with my buddy uriel yeah yeah not just any angels but like the main angels yeah archangels i mean that's what they called themselves anyway right right wasn't one called called a decepticon yeah yeah i think that's kind of um was that did he take that you know vacation or whatever was that after elizabeth like after her reign or was that dirt while she was still around she was uh queen until like sort of the end of his life and then he got in trouble because after she died james was the king and he didn't like him so much and he got basically exiled yeah yeah james came down from scotland and did not like john d Mm -hmm. that's right However, which is really funny, which is really funny because Scotland was the homeland of the Masons. Well, of, of the uh, Scottish Rite Masons, anyway. Well, okay, yes, but the the most powerful Masons, let's say. Sure. We have the Book of Enoch, which John Dee sought so fervently because of the Scottish Freemasons, and he was betrayed by the Scottish Freemasons. Yeah, this is back when they were still vying powers and not all working together to form a world government. Wait a minute. Well, they've I mean, yeah, they've they've always been working towards that, but yeah, their their factions are always at each other's throats because they want the most power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And and again, we'll get into that stuff in the second hour. That second this second hour is going to be full of so many cool stuff. Okay. So many cool, cool things. Well, yeah. If that's the case, then why don't we take a break and we'll get back to it in the second hour. Sounds good. All right, we'll be back. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, what is the what is the music break? I saw. Um, oh, Grognak. What was that you posted? Um, it is our buddy Realm by um, Claypool and uh, Lennon Delirium. Oh, that's that. Yeah, the Claypool Lennon Delirium. What's the name? Of the, what's the track called again? Amethyst Realm. Amethyst cool Realm. song. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yes, this is off of that weird thing that he did with. Uh,
right, everybody, we're back. This is still the Paranormies. I believe you know everybody that's here. Let's get back to the. Let's get back to the show. John D. 007, uh, the founder, the uh, progenitor of the um, the British Empire. Um, he was the guy who realized the West um, needed to be needed to be England's and not Spain's. And um, he himself he used magic to uh to to enable the british to defeat the great spanish armada and conquer the west before the spanish could right that's the that's the story anyways yeah. um he's so, like the alexander dugan of the well, english of the british empire he is well, you. he is the alexander dugan of the british empire and the alexander dugan is the alexander dugan of today man i heard that and i was like whoa and i'm listening to it I'm <laughs> yeah. like, that makes complete and utter he's- sense He's the mm-hmm. Alexander Dugan of the anti-med gang. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Um, Which means I'm automatically against him. And the so. anti and well, the Alexander Dugan setting up and setting up the alt right. It's like, whoa! It makes so much sense. That was just really like, nice. it. It yeah. really does. Just all the just and it's just the chaos magic theory. And yep. it's like, well, he's not supporting the alt right. He's not supporting Nazis. No, they're just supporting whatever. Chaos. Yep. Chaos. Mm. Just supporting whatever. Yep. Anything like, that serves to destroy the the evil empire so that their empire can exactly. take precedence. This is just it. literally just another form of Kabbalistic Talmudic communism. Bolshevism. Right. It's yeah, it's it's ultimately supporting chaos, which does not support any any specific ideology. Mm. No. It's really it's really fucked up, and I'm just like, wow, it makes complete sense, dude. It's it's I know, so, dude. It, it's it so was tiresome, and it's been tiresome for 500 years. Yeah, it's been it's, tiresome it's, for 4,000 years. Yeah, I know, but it's like that one's like very personal. Yeah, when I yeah, saw that, I right. realized too. I was like, damn, there were times where I definitely felt like I was under a spell. Mm-hmm. Abs- oh, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Like, How many times? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everyone stuff. like that climate, the political climate, especially 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. like it's, people were fucking insane. They still are. A lot of them, you know, a lot of those but, people are like, still nuts, dude. Yeah, absolutely. And there was times yeah. when I, I mean, I've done things that are embarrassed. Like looking back, I'm embarrassed. Oh, uh, yeah. Same. You know, the guy that we were listening to that made the Dugan Association was talking about how there was magic being used on both sides where the Wiccans and all the witches were putting a hex on Donald Trump. And then yeah, the other yeah. side was our side. And we really were doing it because you guys remember the phrase meme magic is real. Meme magic and is real. And Keck, Keck praise yeah. Keck. Keck. I remember Keck is the Keck, chaos the Egyptian god. fucking frog yeah. god yeah. who Pepe was represented by. Right. I mean, it's, it's you guys remember, remember which chanting uh, coughing, coughing fit, pants of shit. <laughs> she can't stand. She has to sit. Yes. yes. Thank you, dude. Yeah, yes. we, Guys, we were like I, doing a spell. I didn't notice this, but uh, somebody, <laughs> one of our, our regulars in the Paranormies chat brought this up, was several live streams of uh, a guy that you know we all know now, um, somebody who was married to a very highly connected Benibrith Jew, had several pictures of frogs up in his home at one point, too. Just... Just a very odd thing. What? To have in your home. Borzoi? Johnny, did you not see this today? No. Yes. 
Find that shit real quick. Post that. And it was post that. <laughs> find that. Go find that real quick. It Go. was. It was a couple of pictures of yes of this man having find that frog paintings. Find that please in his what, house. What like recently? I don't know how recent these were, but this is when he was on live streams. So I'm I mean, assuming like they were like guy. four or like, five years makes, ago. Like that makes sense though. He he was like a does meme. it? He's a pe- he no. was like a Pepe guy. Hold on, who is this? We're talking about Mike. Yes, Mike had Mike, Mike was like he he was a meme Lord Pepe guy. I don't prior to like 2016. But knowing what we know about the Pepe stuff, show me the pictures. I mean, I'm, I had Pepe's, dude. I have very rare Pepe's to this. I day. have a ton of oh, rare Pepe's. I'm not but... talking about having Pepe's like on your phone. I'm talking okay. about having pictures of these things on your wall okay. in a live stream. It's in our. It's in the chat. It's oh. in the chat. I'm looking right now, but the, we we have so many pictures. It said it was today, though, so you should be able. It to was today. Scroll through media so, and find it from today. You go to media. I I know you go. I help you guys out with this stuff. All right. But we have so many pictures from our chat. I don't know. I don't think that having pictures of frogs in like 2016 is really crazy. I think it's, it's especially if you're live streaming. Like, if you're live streaming, you're going to prominently display that because you're like, oh, the picture. Yeah, that picture. I see. Speaking of frogs, what's with Mike and the frogs? Post the picture. And and white while peeing. Can you? Yeah, I'm, for some reason, half the pictures in our channel aren't loading, which is really that is weird. a weird. That is a weird picture to have on your wall, though. Just go to go to the prep chat. I, I just forwarded it to the prep chat. Oh, I can't tell what if, that can't one. That yes, that one. It's an uh, actual frog. It's like a stock thing a you would pick up at like Michael's sure MJ Designs or something. Frog. Yeah, I don't get why. It's weird. It's I don't know. It, it is odd, but you're right. During this whole time, it's not. <laughs> It's not out of the question. I don't think that Mike is worshiping a frog deity. No, dude. no, 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 no. I don't know. Um, but um, but, the, whole of, but the whole point of that. Okay. So the whole point of the chaos thing is that Alexander Dugan is the chaos magician and John okay, D. Yeah, there we go. Chaos There's magician. The there we go. Now I see it. Yes. So he does worship. A Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and I think a, a good point to make here is these guys, whether it's John D, Alexander Dugan, whoever, they can worship these things in different ways. Mm-hmm. They still worship the same entity, which is chaos, which yeah. is the dragon, the serpent, um, Satan, whatever you want to call it. It's still the same thing at the end of the day. There are different ways to worship it, but ultimately, you're worshiping it. You're still pushing its agenda, <laughs> which is what? Chaos. Right. Sure, which yeah. is literally, yeah, everything nowadays is and, chaos. And, re- and remember, and this is this is the big thing about John D too, in his quaternary out of the ternary. Now, explain what the ternary is. Okay. So the ternary, if... And I'll... I'll Use this for anybody niche who may understand it. If you were into Christian metal in the mid aughts, seven 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 was like an edgy, cool thing to have for Christians. Yeah, seven 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 was the number of Christ. Six 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 is the number, number of the beast. God. Seven seven yep. seven is the number of God. It's the perfect number. Seven seven seven, the Trinity. It's Three so sevens. cool. That was yeah. my that was my COD clan tag. Oh, um, 
that was on my Gmail. Everybody, that's, everybody that's who still, was Christian, my mom had a seven seven seven. It was in the password for like the the code for the alarm at uh, my friend's mom's place of business because she was a Christian. yeah my it was all seven 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 yes dude my personal Gmail still has a 777 because I've had that Gmail since I was 10. Um, uh, shout out Crow 777. Hey, Crow 777, there you go. Sure. Um, sure. Now, the reason behind that is the it actually comes from the occult. Seven is never, and now it is an important number in the Bible. It is in the word of God. However, the triple seven is used all throughout the occult, mm -hmm. showing the all-encompassing nature of God. Now, the four and the three, which make up seven, mm -hmm. what that purpose is, the Trinity plus the four elements right, that is, make up all things, which is the basis of alchemy. Right, right which uh, is earth, wind, water, and fire, yeah. Right. right. Um, the quaternary in the ternary is all elements, all four elements in God, which means God is all is in all things right. of creation. Right. God Makes is sense. not just God did not just create creation, but God is creation. Right. And that that was a heretical idea, according to the public Catholic Church. And that the was reason called, being is that uh, man being God's creation, therefore, is also God being God's creation, man being God's creation, God being God's creation, therefore, man being divine. Boom. And, and they exactly. were like, no, but, he can't But it was his that. soul. Yeah, right. But it's his soul. Right. But the Catholic Church was like, that's not okay. And you right. can't read the book either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't read the book. Yeah. And you can't read the trans, the wrong book that we have. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, but yes, it's the soul that is divine, um, not the flesh. Right. And that's, yeah, but that, and that's, I'm trying to find the quote. But that's also, find. but that's also the differentiation that he made while he would have been burned at the stage. And he did right. Well, all the thing is, is he made that, if he made that during the reform, uh, during the, um, the Inquisition, he would have been burned at the stake. Right. But and, he didn't. and here's some, he here's it, some yeah. quotes. But there are actually people that. that got burned at the stake for saying those exact words. Right. Uh, one of them was an Italian theologian who did the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, one of them was, and this was shared multiple times, actually. Uh, it says, quote, we demonstrate here that the quaternary is concealed within the ternary. Oh, God, pardon me if I have sinned against thee by revealing such a great mystery in my writings, which all may read. But I believe that only those who are truly worthy will understand. And if if I may, I want to get to that last part. Those who are true, who are truly worthy, will understand. I want to get to that later. Okay. Um, but this right here, yeah, he's he's admitting that as a great secret in um, his writings as well. When he's talking about the number seven, which is the synthesis of four and three, and his name also encodes john is four letters and d is three letters well yeah He's, and also th there's no j so all of his yeah it's an i, I. yeah so all right. the i's 
Ilium Shakespeare, the I. Yeah, they, yep. They, yep. I like the way that now there's no such thing as a W. William is a double V back then, and the way that they would put it together, the double V it was like the three triangles with the which has three, which also has three V's and then a fourth right. and then an upside and down V, which right. is the so same. Right, these and then guys you have are so freaking autistic, dude. Oh, it's that, that's not autism, man. That's just that's stuff that look. That's on a that's They're a nerds. level of that's a level of liking things that you just don't understand. <laughs> All right, let me let me say the quote. He yeah. says, um, seven, seven knitteth man's soul and body together, three in soul and four in body." And that kind of encompasses the entire. Three is the Trinity, but also within the Trinity, there's the fourth, and it's the four concealed within the three, which mm-hmm. you see over and over and over again and in it, the encoded writings of his. Right. And again, you have the soul being the Trinity, being the ethereal part, and the body being the four, being the... Um, the air, wa- air yeah, water, the fire. Material, the material part, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, material. Yes. yes. So, man, yeah, and the encoding of 1740 and his name and the angles and the geometry and every the way that the, the way that the, the letters in the page are laid out that the typeset is there's a hole in one of the R's and the lines go through the hole at a certain angle. It's like the Georgia Guidestones with the hole that had Sirius in it at all times. It makes a pentagram and that yeah. makes a square, which well, is a circle. A pen- and it wasn't a it. pentagram. It was a, it was an yeah. upside. It was a pentagram on purpose because it made an upside, a, a regular star, which was Edward. A which yeah, inside the pyramid was a star. Inside the pyramid was another star, and that was mm-hmm. Edward De Vere's name. And right. those those pentacles are are made up of triangles, which is Pythagoreanism. Yes, because if you if you autistically know Pythagoreanism, then taking isosceles triangles, you create a mm. pentacle or a pentagram. Right. Um, and it's, it's it's all ties the, the together. Nerdiness of these guys and, is to no end. It's math and geometry and and, and even and, and, and language all together. Even through the middle set. of all that, there's the there's the Cairo symbol, which is the PX, which you see in um, right. a lot of religious mm-hmm. stuff. Well, well, and that is the symbol that supposedly Constantine. God damn that guy that that he supposedly saw in the sky that said in this sign you shall conquer right i i don't doubt that something told him that in this sign you shall conquer i don't doubt that i just believe that it was the same entities that john d and edward Mm. kelly were talking to maybe (laughs) yeah that's that's personally that's 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 my my personal idea well yeah um there's man there's 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 so much to that so john d and what were these entities now again we you know, he spoke we he, should talk about the angelic language this enochian language right it could be that he learned from his 10 years of communing with the angels right well the funny thing was that john d himself was not able to see by his own admission to see anything in the scrying uh, tools that he was using mm. and that's where edward kelly came in mm. now edward kelly is like his uh his partner there that would be his uh his jack parsons his or his he was jack parsons and that was his uh l, ron, l. Hubbard. ron hubbard okay who was jack parsons that would have been that john would, d that would john be john d. d 
Yeah, or, John D. Yeah, or, well, I mean, technically, John D. would well, have been John. more like Aleister Crowley, but well, in this in this scenario, yeah, but it, uh, Merlin, that is a good point I to make. That is a really good point to make, Johnny. Uh, because he's Johnny like the would originator. Be he's the progenitor, Crowley. the original, original. You know, because because uh, Parsons and Hubbard were Crowleyites, and they were adepts. I'm sure they were adepts. Yeah, they were adepts of Crowley, and I'm sure Crowley was a John D. adept. You know, I mean, he obviously studied all the Enochian and stuff. Right, and these guys had teachers too. Yeah, but that's but the like, thing is where, where there lies like well, we should explain why they those people those characters we just talked about like why their lives parallel. Yeah, we will, we'll get to them in in just a minute, but that's like the comparison for now, and there's a reason for that comparison. So yeah, but it like, doesn't yeah. make sense yet. Yeah, it was you know that was his. They were you know Batman and Robin, right? It was his um, it was his sidekick. sidekick. Yes, SpongeBob and Patrick, whatever. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> dumb and dumber see i just i just envision right now mermaid man and barnacle boy okay mermaid man and, and barnacle kelly boy. yes right <laughs> right john d and edward kelly they were partners in crime literally uh and, and that meme is going on the channel after this show comes up all right so let's talk about those guys and what they did rick, together rick and morty yeah rick and Morty. okay come on Enough, enough <laughs> comparison. No, that was a good one though. But go ahead. What we, let's talk about about uh, D and Kelly. So Edward Kelly was a bit of a scoundrel, and uh, he was con- what was he convicted or caught uh, doing dirty deeds and uh, tricking people and like forging. I think too. Yeah, his forging. his ears were marked. Um, mm. legally as a forger. He used yeah. to wear a little cap to hide his ears because they cut the tops of his ears off. It's called cropping because yeah, he was caught plagiarizing. He was caught forging or forging documents and that was his punishment. So the guy comes from a not so pristine past into D's life. But for some reason, this guy had the ability to contact with these angels. They wanted to talk with Edward Kelly, where they weren't showing the visions to John D. And a lot of people are suspicious of the relationship because they were saying, well, look at this guy's past and he's a scammer and he's going into John D's life and he's telling him he can see these things that John D can't see. So obviously he's just fooling him. He's some kind of con artist. But as we'll get into later, it becomes basically all but proven that there's no way that this guy could have done the things that he did and seen the things that he saw and recorded the signs, symbols, poetry, and language that he did if there were not some sort of supernatural element at work here. So what kind of things did he do? So they were looking into these scrying mirrors. So John D had him looking into these scrying mirrors. They kind of like shifted, like you said, like he was like, okay, I'm retiring from all this stuff and I'm just going to spend full time trying to commune with angels now. Right. And it seemed like Edward Kelly had the ability to see he would enter into a sort of a trance and then he would dictate to John D what he was seeing and John D would write it all down. And they were doing this for hours and hours a day. And all all of the sources, I will say this, all of the sources that I personally looked at said that they were like extremely adamant that John D was extremely Christian, that he was very devout 
that he would fast and pray beforehand, Mm -hmm. that he was very serious, that he believed in what he was doing and that he did. um, He was convinced that he was talking to actual angels, like from heaven. And so these guys started talking to, or communing with Edward Kelly and Edward Kelly. Eventually, I don't don't know if we want to dump the whole thing right now, but he uh, eventually dictated a language a phonetic system, a writing system, a, a system of symbols. And then uh, there was just this giant cryptogram and it had, a, I have actually written down there. The first one was, there's two different ones, right? Mm-hmm. One of them is um, 96 grids of 49 by 49 squares of these symbols. So 49 down 49 across. So whatever that is. And then there's 96 of those. And they're all incomprehensible, and they were all dictated by Edward um, Edward Kelly to John D. And then later there was the cipher for this. Uh, the cipher is the what? Whatever the thing that allows you to solve the puzzle was um, actually forty eight something something. You guys are going to have to fill me in on this one because it just starts to get really it's... complicated. Yeah, go on. Uh, anyway, so he got he basically dictated this entire language and the language it um, involved this massive grid of symbols. And then what he would do is he would go into a trance in the second, uh, once they got to the part where they're breaking the code, he would go into a trance and he would say that the angel's hand would come and it would say like, okay, go to row five, column nine and that symbol. And then John D would check that with the corresponding symbol in the original uh, set of letters and symbols that they had written down before. And then he would slowly translate this thing. And so some people were saying, oh, well, you know, the guy was just making stuff up and he made up a whole language. Well, okay, first, it's a whole language. Second, it has its own grammar. Third, the words that he dictated were all comprehensible. Fourth, it turns out like, if John, uh, sorry, I keep getting the names wrong. If Edward Kelly was just some sort of con artist, he would have had to memorize the positions and individual symbols. And again, they're not letters; they're like different kinds of symbols. They're, they're some of some angelic language of one hundred seventeen thousand six hundred and forty-nine different characters. And then on top of that, he put them in order. In, or, in order to create a poem, like I, and when I say poem, I don't mean just like one little poem. I mean, it's like a long book length type thing of poetry that had to be deciphered backwards. So once you decrypted it, you had to read it backwards. Uh, it was not to be read forwards in the way this, that he did it. So he started at the end and then yeah. ended at the beginning. Yeah, totally. And, totally uh, scam. Is all this all right from up there? just speaking, speaking to John D. This is right up his, there uh, with, um, I just got one on my, on my telegram. Uh, greetings. How long have you been participating? It's right up there with that. It's the same. Yeah, guy. I just yeah. got that too. It's the same. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks Typhus. Thanks Typhus. Oh, seven. There it is. Been participating. The same guy. Mumu. Oh, I got one for myself today as well. Yeah. Did you? You know, I, I love getting move, one for move. myself. Now that what did you say? 149,000 characters? 117,649. Okay, I knew there was a separate. Um he had to keep he would have had to keep the positions of all of those in his head if he was just faking it. Right. And some of these were like repeating and were used different in yes. you know, yeah, like in, in in obviously like the letter T is used in, you know, three times in certain letter in certain words. Um yeah. yeah. 
It's incredibly yeah. complex. It's incredible, and for it to be 117,000 characters. It's now, both it's, impossibly complex and coherent. Now, it's important to remember, too, that these guys were, uh, I mean, they were supremely focused on the languages of Latin, Greek, and Hebrew. Right, too. The they Trinity. were They were completely yeah. knowledgeable in mm. these three languages, and, right. and all three of these languages are what they focused on for their work. Um, especially John D. He focused on all three of these languages. However, both of them knew uh, more languages than just these three. Yeah, they so knew, these guys they were knew. not. They were not amateurs when it came to linguistics. No, these guys were what would be considered like your top tier scholars of today. Right, like, these they guys were not yeah. stupid. And again, they were as educated as you could physically be. Like, they owned literally all the books. Like, you know what I mean? There probably wasn't a thing written that, that, yeah, that John D. didn't either have or have a copy of, right? Or knew how to get. Or knew how to get, exactly. And that's the thing is, so there wasn't anybody more educated than than these guys at the time. Definitely not more educated than John D. Edward Kelly's, uh, academic background is kind of murky his whole background Uh, is murky his whole background is murky Mm -hmm. but like it's speculated that he attended oxford but he definitely was proficient in latin and greek well and And, also like johnny was saying earlier he used to have the epic rap battles of history with all the other sorcerers in the land and to think that this con artist would just come in and create a whole new language and keep everything in order and have john d dictated and spend five, six, seven, eight hour, hours a day doing this and not be not like, and be able to fool him. Oh, is no, just sort not, of not just five, six hours a day. This was like, yeah. they were together 24 seven doing this. Right. It was like a, this was like a, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta figure two wizards, you know, down to the robes tied around their waist, sweaty, you know, just casting spells, writing, <laughs> writing down Hell stuff. Yeah. Abs flexing. Like, abs Edward. everywhere. You know, orbs pondered in every corner. There's just orbs everywhere. Yeah. Hot, hot wizards in your area. Are, That's right. I tried to teach you Enochian. <laughs> Swipe I'm surprised left. that I'm surprised that meme hasn't been made. What did we say we were going to call this one? Uh, uh, it's uh, John D and Fast Eddie's demonic sigil jerk. That's right. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> But now I'm not so like sure if it's like, yeah, if if it, if it's not John D and, and um if it's not John D and hot and other hot wizards in your area. <laughs> there was something about hot wizards. Know, something about hot wizards in your area. Oh man, that reminds me of the uh that um that Jewish thing that uh, Red Ice put out a long time ago. It was the uh, the Hollywoodism thing. And there's that one clip where the girl was like, Oh yeah, with the with the hot rabbi and his brother. <laughs> the words oh yeah and they just kept playing hot rabbi over and over again <laughs> hot so rabbi. for those auto-tune the news things from the mid-aughts yeah hot rabbi <laughs> and i was a hot rabbi yeah like this those two words don't belong together oh yeah no oh my god no. so so this language that they that they received yeah, so that's the thing is they received this language from angels. Supposedly, yes. Supposedly uh, the, from angels. The right. angel that dictated it was named Uriel, which is mm-hmm. where we get that from. 
Um, and it's it's important to remember too that John D actually, when they were communing at first, he was requesting a copy of the Book of Enoch. Mm-hmm. Now because, he was extremely interested in the Book of Enoch. Yes, as as far as angelology went in the Kabbalistic alchemist, uh, you know, Jewish mystic world. Angels were known for grabbing sacred texts and dictating them. That's how many, quote, sacred texts, end quote, were dictated um, were, that's were how by many, angels. Like, like just, that's just how many sacred quotes in general have been dictated. Or like books, too. Like a lot of sacred knowledge, like religious knowledge, a lot of it was passed down through angels to like one guy at a time. Right. Right, and so John Dee was told- searching for that book of Enoch. Well, that's um, the theory of the, you know the Moses, the guy goes up the mountain, comes back with the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and and an interesting thing here too is that at some point the angel who provided Kelly and Dee with the Enochian language um, introduced himself as the hereditary leader of the cosmos. Basically, like God had handed him down the leadership of creation. He's the head of the Galactic Federation. How do you know he wasn't the, just some like, he was like, all right, nobody's looking. Yeah, I'm the guy in charge. A good, <laughs> that's what I'm getting at is, oh my God, how how else can you view like Satan himself introducing well, himself? Well, and he's like, I'm the, I'm the guy that, you- oh, I'm the guy that God put in charge. How can you, How uh, I mean, it, how do you think the serpent yeah, he's like, I won't give you the Book of Enoch, done. but I am going to give you this super secret special boy language that you get to encrypt and you get to, to you get to take up where Enoch left off. You get to finish the job that he was oh, unable oh, no. to complete. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. No, he said where Enoch failed. Failed. Yeah, failed. Not left off. Failed. I'm sorry. He failed. And he is the only man aside from Elijah who was taken up at 365 years who never died. Now, this is the Enoch they port is the basis of this Enochian language. Now, let me just posit this. If it, let's say that the rest of this book of Enoch or, you know, this language did need to be transmitted to humanity. And let's say, let's take John D at his word that he was a devout Christian and, you know, a, a good dude who was trying to, you know, do good things in the world. Like, who else would this angel reach out to like, if he's like, you know, actively trying to contact them, like what would be the reason to think that for sure, this is like a deception. Oh, well, definitely. There's, there's a reason. Are are we going to get to that yet? (laughs) That part. Uh, That's what I'm I'm saying. I like, (laughs) well, real quick, before we get to that, I would say that uh, part of it is whatever angel, they thought they were communing with revealed himself to be the ruler of creation. I see. I didn't see that. He, he presented, yeah, they, an angel they were communing with, maybe not the one who gave them the language, but one of them that they communed no, no, no. with. Okay. At some You're point. talking the one that told them that was the one that we're about to talk about the daughter of fortitude. Uh, yeah, it's getting, it's getting to that. But what I'm getting at is no, no angel, if we're speaking as Christians, right? No angel in the Bible ever once has done anything but given everything to the most high. 
Like, you know, I understand. How, how, I'm talking about, okay. So the ones he was, they were communicating with angels prior to communicating with the entity you're talking about who claimed to be. Like, right. I think it, it was some kind of quote like that, like the ruler of create something like that. Um, I've got like the whole quote. Yeah. Here, I think, I think it was long. the hereditary ruler of creation, which no, no angel has ever, ever introduced themselves as anything but a servant of God. Which so, anyways, let's go into that if you want to, because that I mean that's some weird stuff. Oh, are I don't, we, yeah, whichever which you guys want to do, that's fine. Yeah, I I don't know. What, it's your show, Johnny. I, well, it doesn't no. You guys are talking. This is something I don't I don't know a whole lot about. So I know I know that John D spoke to angels and got the Enochian language and you know all the I know like from that point on. Like, I don't know exactly when, who was. When did well, um, yeah. the, uh, when did the, did this come before or after the the uh, share everything moment? <laughs> well, that's what I, that's kind of what all of this culminated in. Right, really, is the <laughs> basically a a medieval episode of Wife Swap that got too <laughs> graphic. Right. Okay, uh, one sided Wife Swap. So, yeah, it was a bit of a cucking. I, I forget which angel it was. I want to say that. It was Uriel. It was mainly Uriel that they were communicating with. Okay. I think that I think it was Uriel told Edward Kelly that John D needed that he needed to sleep with John D's wife and John D needed to sleep with his wife. They said they needed to share everything. Yes. And then and and then John D's like everything. And then they're like everything. Exactly. (laughs) And uh so at first, um, you know, John D was like, what are you kidding me? But, you know, he apparently was convinced um, by Edward Kelly, you know, going into a trance state and, you know, in whatever way he was able to do it, he convinced John D that, it, that they needed to do this. Right. And so um, they go to convince their wives. And at first, you know, neither one of the wives are, are into it and they don't want to do it. But eventually they relent. And if, what, if, what ends up happening is Edward Kelly sleeps with John D's wife, who is a much younger woman, by the way, because John D was a lot older than Edward Kelly. Edward Kelly was like at least 20, 25 years younger than John D, I think. And John D's wife is younger, too. So Edward Kelly and John D's wife slept together. And John D, uh, when, when he went to sleep with Edward Kelly's wife, um, he just like they they just like laid in bed together and never you know consummated or whatever and yep. uh so <laughs> that would be like, such an awkward movie <laughs> like yeah dude yeah. i mean can you can you imagine going into work the next day like down in you know the laboratory or wherever they are and you know just how awkward like damn that just sounds um, weird dude so it it worked though i apparently because through this unholy union of sorts, they were able to conjure uh, a totally new spirit um, or, you know, entity. It was holy, dude, because the angels told them to do it. They said. Wait, they conjured Iwas? No. <laughs> no, uh, Iwas, that was, Iwas would have been, that would have been, uh, that's Aleister Crowley. Yeah, so they, so they conjured this entity who called herself the daughter of fortitude ah and she she i mean she read them basically read them a poem and uh it 
it's pretty intense and um, it's a little long, but um, I mean, I can read a passage from it. I can read how it starts. She, uh, she starts, I am the daughter of fortitude and ravaged, ravished every hour from my youth. For behold, I am understanding and science dwelleth in me and heavens oppress me. They cover and desire me with infinite appetite. Few or none that are earthly have embraced me. For I am shadowed with the circle of the sun and covered with the morning clouds. My feet are swifter than the winds and my hands sweeter than the morning dew. My garments are from the beginning and my dwelling place is in myself. The lion knoweth not where I walk, neither do the beast of the field understand me. I am deflowered and yet a virgin. I sanctify and am not sanctified. Happy is he that embraceth me, for in the night season I am sweet, and in the day full of pleasure. And uh, it goes on in that vein from there. Um, she sounds fun at parties. Know, yeah. You know, Johnny, this kind of sounds like Lilith that we had talked about, I that mean, archetypal Lilithu yeah, yeah, character. Exactly. The archetypal. It, it definitely, it, it basically, they interpreted it um, ultimately as being the whore of Babylon. Um, the same entity that our good buddies Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard were doing weird butt stuff in the desert to try to talk to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there was um, a, a manuscript unearthed like 400 years later that contained basically it wasn't the word for word exact same poem, but it was basically saying like, oh, this is Babylon. And then the yeah. it was, it was the a poem. library. Yeah, yeah. And it was like the same thing. And, and these guys would have had to have been channeling. It was like, it was like the copy my homework meme. Yeah, just change it up a little bit. It mm-hmm. was like that. It was like almost the exact same poem written 400 years later. And it was when it was unearthed, it, was, it had not been accessed for like that entire time. So these guys wouldn't have been able to see that well, poem. So, Skull, that, that's called, uh, it was a Gnostic text called Thunder Perfect Mind. Mm hmm. And yeah, it was. It was found in Nagamati, right? Exact transmission. Yeah, and it was in the Nagamati library. Yeah. Well, when, and clay pots. Well, part of that. Okay, so part of that gets uh, connects back to the Book of Enoch as well. I don't know if you guys want to hear about that at all. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, let's but, just like. I mean, while we're on this subject, we might as well like point out just the the overt similarity to jack parsons and uh Al Ron yeah. hubbard's like the just this entire situation the cucking you know the yeah uh, definitely because everybody's the, gonna want to know about the, the cucking by like a, a grand wizard which and not the cool kind of grand wizard guys um a grand <laughs> wizard that that leads to uh, Wait a minute. Wait you know, a minute. the They're horror kind of cool to be, to be fair. Hudson. <laughs> one has cooler robes than the other one. They're both. I was cool joking. Robes. I don't think that the grand wizard is cool. Okay. You don't think the Let's, grand uh, wizard is you know, cool. I was just, was you just don't think joking. the grand dragon wizard. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 dude, grand dragon is a pretty to be cool honest title, though, man, they had no. some cool freaking titles. Do they have abs though? Well, you know, I'm like, the, you, know, <laughs> you know, according to some no. people, I'm the junior grand wizard. Oh, I'm trying to get abs. All right, yeah. so I could be, I a grand be the grand cyclops, dude. Yeah, I'm like the I'm like the the midget grand cyclops junior dragon, the exalted cyclops. Ca- what What about the grand minotaur? The exalted oh, halfling. Yeah, the exalted halfling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Monsters? All of these, every single one of these needs to be in the uh, yes. the Paranormies Monster yes. Manual. Yeah, use, As a the boss. The exalted Cyclops of right. the Paranormies. <laughs> the exalted right. halfling. They only use t- twin sheets. For, yeah. The exalted halfling is like the, the worst boss it's in literally, the entire game. It's literally just a pillowcase. Okay. Wow. <laughs> anyway. So it's the so it's the bane of boomers. Yeah, right. Um, oh man. So, but moving yeah, on. The right other on. weird thing that this whore of Babylon says, mm-hmm. like she says, make yourselves holy and put on righteousness. Cast out your old strumpets and burn their clothes. Abstain from the company of other women that are defiled, that are sluttish and not so handsome and beautiful as I. And then I will come and dwell amongst you. And behold, I will bring forth children unto you. And they this is of comfort. This is Lilith, hundred percent. I mean, it's like what? Yeah, Lilith, the whore of Babylon. It's it's that Sophia, you know. Yeah. Oh, thank talk you. About. Thank you. That's what I, Johnny my did. Mind. Did I not say that on mm. on the phone like What's three hours ago? Sophia thing. Yeah. Um. Yes. This this daughter of fortitude, Lilith, Sophia. This this daughter of wisdom. This uh, a matriarchal female spirit of sexual degeneracy darkness and this ravenous uh what can i what can i say this as like this ravenous spirit Mm. this this is the same exact thing that has been known for four thousand five thousand years there's also like the sister of the son of perdition the daughter of fortitude yeah yeah, um, and 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 that's something that that may reveal itself. I don't I don't know. It's not something that is talked about in Revelation, you know, in the Bible as as far as the Son of Perdition goes. But it may reveal itself too. Mm. That's uh, that's actually something I haven't thought about. That's a good point, Skull. Um, I find it interesting that John D. Like, okay. It's just like a personal opinion of mine, but like all these sources that we were looking up all talked about what a Christian, what a strong Christian, devout Christian that John D was. And John D was dabbling in some weird shit, but it would say that he would fast and pray and that he would be very careful as to make sure that what they were doing was um, actually the word of God and they weren't being deceived. And he didn't want, even before the wife sharing thing, he was like, Oh, I got to make sure this isn't demons. I got to make sure this is really God talking to me here. And it's like, bro, (laughs) he's just, use your common sense there guy. But even with the wife swapping thing, like he couldn't consummate the moment with, um, Edward Kelly's wife, he just laid there in bed. And then after, like you guys said, it was all awkward and stuff. Whereas like later you get into these occultists now and that's just like, oh yeah, wait. So you're saying that we get to have sex with whoever, whenever. All right, bro, sign me up here. Where do I sign away my soul? But with these guys, it it was almost like, oh man, this stuff is actually um, giving me guilt and I'm feeling conflicted and stuff. So I almost wonder if these guys were like, they had the best intentions, but they were dabbling in these really terrible um, mystery occult arts, and they just got caught up in it. And before, um, well, it was just too late by the time that they realized what they were doing or something. I, I don't know, man. It's hard to say because we're, you know, a half of a millennia away from these guys now. But it does seem to me in the things that I've read that John D wasn't like just this complete evil person, but that he, he wasn't, was. He wasn't like a, like a Rasputin. Yeah, right. Or right, Alexander right. Dugan. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. There's that name wow. again. There's that name again. Weird. Yeah. Wow. But it wasn't like yeah. Rasputin in the way that he was known as a sexual degenerate is what I'm getting right. at. No. Like he didn't oh, seem like yeah. like this like creep who's who's outwardly trying to destroy society or anything like that, but yet the things that he was dabbling in led to a lot of those same well, I mean, well, he was sort of the progenitor of the chaos magic and those things that we well, see. Well he today. was the uh, he was the original chaos magician. Yeah. Well, I would I would say it was Christian Rosenkreutz if he was a real person. Um, whoever, you know, Christian Rosenkreutz is is like a Shakespeare without the works. Christian you know, it's, it's one of those figures yeah. who may have been a an amalgamation, but he was a you know he was the progenitor of Rosicrucianism, mm-hmm. which extends from Hermes Trismegistus, who obviously John Dean Edward Kelly took a lot of their symbolism edward devere mainly over john over edward kelly took so much of their you know religious beliefs from um and it you're right it's it's an interesting point uh that they may have done a deal with the devil and and not realized it until it was too late um one I don't thing to know if it was like a deal with the devil as much as just like being so caught in the moment like uh like skull said and then you know you you find this strange entity that i mean even if it's not necessarily like maliciously trying to get them or to do anything that would like you know destroy humanity but it's not what it's not you know god it's not doing like god's will you know it's got a will of its own whatever it is well, plus it got the ball rolling, and these things work on a centuries exactly. long timeline. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, for sure, it got the ball rolling, which led to you know the supposed rocket that you know went to the moon to create the moon child or whatever, and um, the, you know, the ball that led to CERN ultimately, probably too. Um, all that stuff thing. back then, all that stuff back then led to all of the exactly. evil stuff we're seeing today. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Long story like short. Entity. Skip ahead. Skip ahead. You know, yeah. <laughs> we are where we are. Right. Um, one thing I want to bring up too, for everybody's knowledge, the Nag Hammadi Library, as well as the Dead Sea Scrolls. Just remember, both of these things were found. Uh, Nag Hammadi was found in 1945. The Dead Sea Scrolls were found in 1947. So right around the creation of the State of Israel. We have the finding, accidental finding, of just all these texts, which include hey. the Book of Enoch. Yeah. Hey, look at what we found. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. It's a cra- absolutely incredible, this yeah, this like- text that, that John D. was looking for for so long. Um, and yeah, They and got the found bo- like literally right when um, uh, uh, Hubbard and uh, – Parsons were trying to summon the whore of Babylon. Yeah, right. Like, the not- Very, about ten years before. That, that, about like, ten years before. Yeah. What yeah, a coincidence! Like, what a yeah, coincidence. Like, total Amazing. coincidence. Um, but the the Book of Enoch specifically was something that John D was looking for, and uh, for to make sure that everybody understands, it was not found in its entirety until the, I think it was the 17th century, 18th century, 18th century. And it was found by a Scottish Freemason in Ethiopia. Whoa. He just got so lucky. A Scottish Freemason. What a strange turn of events. 
Mm. He's probably looking for the Holy Grail. Possibly. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, probably. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> One of those things. What the hell? Yeah. Something like um, that. Just, you know, total accident. Yeah. Right. Finds this thing in Ethiopia in the far reaches um, and brings this back to, to Europe. And, you know, I look. Well, it goes all- to show that, like, if nothing else, there were certainly you know, rumors and knowledge of this book's existence. And oh no, there, know, there could have been other copies that he traded it for a bowl of rice. Bowl of stew. You know, a piece of bread. Right. A bowl of lentils. Uh, oh, oh, wait, uh, yeah. oh, Ethiopia oh, joke. Yes. Ethiopia. Oh, a couple gotcha. of pieces of rice. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, the book of Enoch had been mentioned for hundreds of years and, and we knew that there was a, a text out there called the book of Enoch. I mean, at, at some point, obviously in, in the new Testament, the words of Enoch are referenced. Sure. But we don't know if that's the actual book of Enoch. We don't know if that is like the oral book that was handed down. Well, no idea. Know. It just if turns up. It book. just turns up in the freaking hands of this Scottish Freemason. Um, well, he was like looking for it. I'm not going to discount its authenticity just because a Freemason found it necessary. No, not completely. I mean, you know me, I'm the Nephilim guy. You know, I'm not going to completely <laughs> um, discount it, but it is interesting. Yeah. At least we have well, to take I mean, that into it, account. It's just, it's just funny that it's always one of these guys that happens to find this yeah. ancient library book. Like, well, it's kind of reminds me a lot of like the only people that find dinosaur bones are the people that are looking right. for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we yeah, just had, we're, yeah. with the British Royal Society. We found, we just stumbled. These bones were here. Nobody 500 years before us found any, but here all these, of a sudden we yeah. found hundreds of them. Right. Right here. We here. Yeah. We just happened to find this one Scottish historian happened to find this book. I'm oh, sure he wow. had access to, like a whole lot of knowledge that you know he was on to end up in ethiopia specifically too he had to have had you know a lot of knowledge that led him there so well we all know it wasn't a we all know and and if i'm not mistaken too his family name was bruce he was of the line of robert the bruce Robert the Brit, the Bruce. Get so we're Bruce. not, so we're not talking about some random Scottishman. Um, it's Robert the Caitlin, or now? Scotsman, I guess. <laughs> Wait, what? That's uh, very good. I got that. Yeah. Thank what was that? I I didn't even. Hear I said, it. oh, I said it's Robert the Caitlin now. Yeah. Bruce, Boo. Bruce Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> it was, a, it was but, a Bruce gender joke. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. My point is, he was of a specific bloodline. Mm, mm. So that should also be of some interest to certain people. Um, Those are the type of people that look for that type of shit. Oh, right, yeah. Right. Well, and, 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 it's like, and what we it, need to be aware of, too, is there's not just one Enoch that these guys are interested in. They would like us to think, as far as they we're talking about, like occult societies, they would like us to think that the Enoch they're talking about is the Enoch who was taken at 365 years, who never died, right? Mm-hmm. The faithful one, mm-hmm. um, one of only two men in the Bible who never died. But there were two. There was Enoch of Seth, seventh from Adam, and then there was Enoch of Cain. Now, Enoch of Cain was the son of Cain. He was So he was the second or third from Adam, 
Um, and he was a city builder. He was, as far as Masons go, he was an incredible Mason. He was a master of the seven sacred sciences, which were given from God to Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the progenitor of the hieroglyphic language, which I think should be of major interest. <laughs> Written language period, which is what, if not sigils encoded with language or encoded with knowledge. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, he was, for all intents and purposes, a sorcerer, actually. Right. Right. The earliest sorcerer and the earliest revered figure of the Freemasonic religion, well, according and, to Albert Mackey. And again, and again, uh, one of D's his most famous book actually is um, Monis Hieroglyphica, which is his right. his yeah his hieroglyphics book. Yeah, exactly. Sacred um, symbol of oneness, and and of that line too, you get Tubal Cain. Tubal Cain being apparently the latest in his line, contemporary with Noah, um, two balls and a cane. Which is? What does that make? Two balls and a O and a seven. Mm. 007. Yes. Yes. Oh. Two balls. This is why there's lots of um, Freemasonic stuff associated with 007 as well, too, because they revere Tubal Cain. Shaking my head productions had a really good intense video on yeah. it about how much symbolism yeah, there they is. Do, they do a really good job with that. That was yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I like they, that. A lot. I I didn't know that. Yeah. Dude, John D in the 007 thing. That's yeah, yeah. that's two ball cane. Yeah, they, they revere two ball cane as if I remember correctly, the first grand master of Freemasonry. And also everybody that came before was was a progenitor. Say but Tubal Cain was their grand master. It's also cock and balls. Cock and balls. Yes. Oh my god. I mean it is. Well, it's, it I, is. Guys, I mean I, yeah. it's, it's all, there. Yeah. Yeah. Two ball They're Cain. always into that. What's two what's the novelist? Cain. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah what's yeah, the novelist? What's the Vesica Pisces? They're yeah, always there. I mean, I'm not trying yeah, I'm not trying to do like of, a meme or it's anything. It's the penis no. of Nimrod. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pe- right. They, and the Vesica Pisces is the vagina. Vagina. Oh, vagina. Girls, of Osiris. Boys have yeah. a penis, girls have a vagina. That is like that movie you can't even play kindergarten cop anymore. I don't think it's available. <laughs> Hudson Nimrod is Osiris. Not Trump. <laughs> I mean, it, if if Nimrod is Trump, I would be very disappointed. Yeah, Dude, if that's the case, then they sold themselves very short and settled for very. They, re- they really I, did. Oh, I think it'd be hilarious. I think it'd be fun, so funny. If if Nim if Trump really is the Antichrist body is is the vessel for the Antichrist spirit that may be Nimrod, the son of Apollo, whatever son of perdition. Yeah. That, God, I will be so disappointed. Because no, dude, perfectly with how gay this world is. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because everything that they put forth is so gay, actually. So it would make sense that, like, hey, here's the Antichrist, guys. Oh, I'm gonna be the best Antichrist ever. You guys, it's like, holy shit, this is the actual Antichrist. This is gonna be super Antichrist. It's gonna be the best. It's gonna be the best. You're not gonna the tribulation nuts. Gonna be. It's gonna be great. It's, it's going to be the best tribulation ever. We're going to have the best tribulation ever. That's right. Don't forget. Don't this forget is your one of the reasons that I believe it, uh, it could be actually him because uh, everything makes sense and yeah, it's silly. Yeah. No, I'm still, I'm still kind of, I, I, I still think uh, it's Mr. Beast. 
God, God is looking down saying you are my silliest antichrist. Right. Yes. <laughs> Did you say Tony? It's Mr. Who? It's still Mr. Beast, in my opinion. Yeah. Mr. Beast is who? He's the guy from the internet. It's oh, a, I don't even know who that is. He's a he's a guy. He's the guy from the internet that gives away millions of dollars and houses and stuff and like gives away. He's um Owen did a video on him where he called him amoral. He's like the perfect definition of an amoral character. How do I not know? He's he's an antichrist. Because remember, there is a difference between and and antichrist. There are many. Yeah, and the son of perdition. Right, but he he could fit into a lot of the things. I mean, you know, I mean, it's probably not him, but like it. It's remember though, Owen is Owen is you know Mormon. Is Owen Mormon now? Kind of, yeah, Pop, probably. He's he's, he's like a weird... Borzoi changing his fucking religion every six seconds. Mm. Oh, it, he's Don't very influenced. He's very influenced by Mormons, like very obviously influenced by Mormons. So. Yeah, with like the he wants his planet skull. Yeah, he wants yeah. his own planet. He All wants right, his own he, collab. He wants his own collab. He's yes. already got like a fucking free campground. I don't know what else the guy the needs. Great, right. The Great Bear collab. He already grifted his own. I mean, like, come on. Like, yeah. Well, I the forgot who it was grift. told me he wasn't a grifter skull. Huh? Me? <laughs> one what? point. One point. I, it was a long time ago. I know, bro. I'm just messing around. Like, the, hey, how how often did I defend? New, how often new did I defend the fat you? Right? I know. I know. Right? No, how long did new I defend? New shit has come like, to light. Dude, yes. new. Oh, new shit has definitely come to light, clearly. And and apparently it's not that you figured out that that person is is, is what it is. It's when you figured it out. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, you yeah. didn't have a problem with it for the past four years. But now all of a sudden that everybody else is like, hey... <laughs> See, so I should just go on like with my opinion and not say anything and keep my mouth shut. Uh, yeah, no, we're just talking about we're talking about somebody else, but yeah, that's we're, an inside joke. I know we're, we're talking about other Jews. <laughs> oh my god, we're talking about people that when they're around other Jews, they talk a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so I wonder if they know anything about the sacred symbol of oneness. Well, guess what? One of them's name is Enoch. Hmm? There you go. Very and he's got frog pictures on his wall. He's got frog pictures on his wall. Yeah, it's really weird. Nigga, I, so, I, I've always wondered why the Enoch thing was there, but well, it's, yeah. Yeah. it is weird, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's when he like told me Enoch straight Powell, up, but, like when he he explained to me straight up why he does not believe in anything Christian, you know, face to face. I was sitting across from him smoking a cigar. Mm. And why his name has Enoch in it. Isaac Enoch. Yeah. Starting to make sense. But, oh, oh, but what I wanted to get at too, um, Freemasons and occult societies getting back to this topic, they, they like to wrap everything in the faithful Enoch. They want Mm -hmm. to wrap everything in the line of Seth. They don't want to advertise themselves as, being in the way of Cain, right? Nobody nobody wants to do that, even though they revere him. They don't want to advertise themselves as, you know, oh, we we're, we're adherents to, you know, the religion of the guy who killed his brother who was the first murderer. Right. They don't want to do that. They don't want to ad- advertise themselves as the line of murderers of polygamists and the people who, you know, first uh uh, uh 
populated with angelic beings. No, they want to align themselves in the public eye as progenitors or as, as descendants of the line of Enoch, of God. You know, the man who was translated was so holy that he never died, um, who, according to the book of Enoch, uh, uh, petitioned God on the behalf of these fallen angels, these apostate angels, who were so, they saw what was going on and they were so sorry of, for what they had done. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to see their children die. No, no. Um, and that's how th- these things appear. And this, uh, getting back to now John D. and Edward Kelly, mm-hmm. these things want to appear in a much different manner. They always want to appear as faithful beings, but notice how in their talks with Kelly and D, they never once act as angels do in the Bible. They never give anything to God, to the Most High, because in, in the Bible, people fall before them. They, they want to worship them because they're so incredibly, well, frightening, right? They're gods. And these angels are perfectly happy to appear as gods to Dean Kelly, and these, and these guys just eat it up instead of falling before them and, and these angels saying, no, don't worship me, worship God. Uh, no, they, they just provide them with this knowledge out there. Mm. It's a very serpentine, silver-tongued kind of thing. Mm. I mean, what do you guys think? Well, it also, um, no, I didn't see that, like, that they weren't revering God. I thought that they definitely appeared saying that they were like messengers of God. I didn't think that they were portraying themselves as gods up until the daughter of fortitude incident. Well, well, they can, I will, I will say this real quick. They can say that they're messengers of God, but that's like what an angel is. Right. And angel, angel angelos literally means messenger. But yeah. they can say that they're messengers of God. That's fine. But the way that they appear and the way that they speak is is never saying, I am bringing you a decree. I am bringing you this from God. No, it's, it's I am bringing you this secret knowledge, which is yeah, something like, that God uh, doesn't like, do. It's like Garden of Eden type stuff. It's like, hey, right. you can have secret special boy knowledge. I'll give you the secret uh, code and the decoder ring, and only you will have this knowledge, and you're going to use it as you see fit. And also, you're going to be the special Bingo. boy who finishes where Enoch failed and stuff. And I, I my like reading through this stuff and listening to the videos and stuff, it, it d- definitely seems like these guys, John D in particular was um, kind of a, a Gnostic, not in the sense the, of the religious Gnosticism, but like, I want to know everything. I want to have all the knowledge. I want to read all the books. I want to have all the uh, books in my library, which is interesting because when he left and then he came back to England after his big scrying session and the, the very disappointing way that it ended with uh, him giving his wife to Edward Kelly. And then, and then nine months later (laughs) having a new son, (laughs) interestingly, uh, interestingly, the new son's name was uh, the initials were TT as well, which is the same name in the Sonics. And that is repeated over and over in these guys' lives. But, uh, when he came back to England, his library had been vandalized and most of his most important books 
and a lot of his objects were stolen and uh, the library was burned and stuff. And he never quite got back to the position that he had been in in his heyday. And then finally, at the end of his life, Elizabeth died and uh, the yeah, King James came onto the throne and King James wasn't a big fan of these sorcerers and didn't kill the guy, but it basically was like, you're no longer needed. And the guy just, uh, I think he died being cared for his daughter in obscurity alone. And uh, people don't even know the exact date of his death, like which year it was. That's how pathetic he ended up. And it's, uh, it's kind of sad. Don't, I guess he wasn't talking to the, the real angels of God doesn't seem like. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know personally. I'm, I'm not gonna go either way because what we have of history is, you know, is distorted anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, and like, I mean, if he was working with demons, you'd think that he'd end up like the elites of today, like rich and well off, and not dying in obscurity. Just to, well, you know, play yeah. devil's advocate on the other side of the coin here. Yeah, I mean they they don't always gain such power, but just think about it. D's beliefs gained such influence and they were the progenitor in the modern world mm-hmm. of so much of the Gnostic, Hermetic, Kabbalah, um, I don't know, culture that we have today. So in a, in a way, he did gain influence and riches. He really did. Um, he was kind of the father of Crowley and, uh, yeah, like you said, the Babylon working and Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard and all that stuff. He right, just, but he who's just to didn't say that, live that, to now, see the fruits. Now, hang on now. Who's to say that those people didn't take his research and twist it? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Good points too. You know, there's there's also that. I mean, again, is this like just like learning know, knowledge know. in and of itself isn't yeah. like but and remember, presenting it? But remember, bad, Hudson, but learning like, knowledge was the first mistake that man made. Which is why I always say we should go live in the woods and eat berries. I know. I should <laughs> stop reading these books. Well, it was it was the thing about knowledge that is hidden from you, right? right? And that's that's what Skull and I but were talking why about. Is, is, but their thing that why but who's, is who's hiding it? Right, who's hiding it and why? And well, God's hiding it, obviously. But why? Well, because you can't handle it. Because you can't handle the truth. <laughs> well, maybe it's not God hiding it. Maybe, maybe it's right. powerful people that want to hide it and keep the power away from us. Yeah, yeah, that's another good point. It's, it's, it's hard bad. to discern which is which. You, you, yeah, it might be like, don't look into this because uh... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like any any knowledge that we can find that like isn't you know, sacrifice a puppy and stuff, you know, like if it's obviously fucked up, then, you know, it's obviously Mm -hmm. fucked up. But if it's just like understanding, you know, like the layout of this reality and how to manipulate the subtle energies here, it's like that that's just knowledge that you can choose how you want to use. And so I think that he presented a lot of knowledge, but not necessarily like he didn't say, okay, now use this to like enslave the goyim. You know what I mean? But there was but there was knowledge given to them that required them to trade wives. <laughs> yeah, and he tried it, but I don't think that he was saying I don't think he told anyone else to do it. I mean, people read about the fact that he did it and then, you know, you could say that 
you know, Crowley and Hubbard and those guys like extrapolated from there. But it wasn't the way that Crowley wrote about like, okay, do this sex magic and you'll get these results. You know, he didn't really go further into it than that. But I I mean, obviously, like exactly what I took away to you. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I was just saying that I took that exact same thing away too. It's like he didn't seem comfortable with it actually. No, and he wasn't. Yeah, they they were saying, and it did work. I mean, like he did. They did the sex magic, but it's like, oops. Like probably from his perspective, it's like shit, dude. I got fooled there. That didn't work out too well. And then and then later, Crowley's like, do the sex magic. Let's just have sex with anything. And then Jack Parsons is uh, meanwhile jerking off on a uh, rocket pad launch pad right see it's like those guys could be totally deceived too the way john d um i like saw the the like the daughter of fortitude thing specifically the whore of babylon he saw it as like the feminine aspect of the creator basically like that and and yeah i guess you could say hidden um but that it was like the feminine energy of the creator because it's like and i mean i can understand that too because it's like there is such a thing as feminine energy you know and Mm -hmm. uh like you know mother nature and all that stuff so it's like i can see how even a devout man could see that and be like okay i can see where you're coming from i mean there's obviously a male and a female to nature in general yeah, like yeah, there's there's male and female to everything, to everything. like literally well, everything, and, like the yin and the yang. Yeah. And you have to remember too, though, when you look at you know Freemasonic mythology, the goddess worship. I mean, just look at the layout of you know Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an entire city dedicated to the goddess, the Sophia, well, goddess of wisdom. It's so something. you it's you something. have to be careful when looking at this stuff. Reinhardt, we also have to be careful when looking at these cities, like who laid them out and when and how. And like we don't even know when the hell that city was built. Very true. True. But like what it was repurposed for, what symbolism, what layer, what layer of the city we're actually looking at, how much mud is there, how much, you know. Right. And like what aspect of the deity these people are choosing to like follow and worship and like what symbol is there appropriating at the time. Mm -hmm. And like it's just. What does it mean this time around? Exactly. What if if there is no male or female? What if there is no male or female aspect and it's, it's simply an aspect that's beyond our comprehension, but is understood to be male in our language. Mm-hmm. There's also that. I uh, was just thinking about the layout of the DC area too, is really reflective of the same, uh, the page of the sonnet, the first page of the sonnet that John D created with the pentagram in it, pentacle pentagram, whatever you want to call it with the circle around it and all of the different geometric angles that form together and then the words that are connected there as well. Like, I don't know if you guys that listen to this are probably familiar with it, but like, if you've ever seen, there's a video called the Vitruvian man on, mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's still on YouTube, probably not anymore, but it shows the entire layout of DC and how it's this massive symbolic. Uh, it's got like the Washington monument and the Vesica Pisces is the penis going into the vagina. And then there's oh the yeah. I've seen, it. I've seen it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's wild dude. And it like makes the entire Leonardo da Vinci, you know, the, the guy that looks like he's doing jumping jacks. It's called the Vitruvian man. Yeah. Like he fits within that entire layout of that entire city. And then like Johnny said, like 
who's to say that these guys even laid that out in 1776 and it's not thousands of years old and or it's laid many ever hundred of it, whatever whatever it is whenever the whenever that um quote tartarian whatever war that we call the yeah. civil war actually happened yeah whatever that was I mean, they just well, and excavated the the White House, and there's like a whole extra floor below the the ground floor of the White House. Well, the, well and even if that yeah. if that course. is an ancient city that has been rebuilt, you know, on on top of, or that there's been a modern city built on top of that ancient level, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that automatically the layout originally and the goddess worship and all this stuff is actually good. Just because it's old doesn't mean that it's good. No, nobody said it. Nobody, nobody ever no, said it was. I, yeah. I know. I'm just saying that for. Or not. Nobody's saying. Sure. Nobody's saying it is. I mean, like, it's yeah. obviously not. Just looking at it, it's obviously not. Yeah, looking at yeah, every, because like, remember, like, this is what these, these guys fruits. all worship. Mm-hmm. And again, right. yeah, by your fruits you shall know him. You shall know but him. I don't think like, John D. worshipped a goddess. I don't think he was like a goddess. Yeah, I think I he was. I mean, I, I think that he discovered these things and was led astray, but ultimately, I don't think that he was like a goddess worshiper on the level that, like, you'd say Crowley and Parsons were. Yeah, yeah I agree I, with that. I think it was. Yeah, I, I think it was different for him. Again, I think I think John D. I mean, look at the level I, of obscurity there is compared to John D. I, I mean, you don't have it. You don't hear Ozzy Osbourne singing about John D. No, I went into this thinking that I was going to find out that John D was like some evil sorcerer. And like the more I listened to it, I was like, I oh, actually doesn't seem like he was that bad of a dude. I mean, well, there's the- me too, dude. Me too. Literally same. Yeah. Remember, though, he is the man who coined the idea of the British Empire. He's um, still bad, he, he you guys. Con- no, he, yeah, I get it. No, <laughs> he, that, that continued, <laughs> he continued the idea of the new Atlantis. No, he absolutely. How do we know, no, hang on, no, do hang we on. know that his original idea yeah. for the British Empire is like what ended up being implemented? What? And like, I mean, he, he might it might have just been like an idea to spread Christianity. Yeah, and exactly. And that was it, that was more along the lines of what it was, was that they needed to beat they needed to beat Spain to the West because uh, they needed to. It needed to not be Catholic. Yeah, yeah. But John, even with the, you even said with the you, alchemy, you yourself, the historical idea that we have is not entirely accurate. Right. So how do we but, know that that not, wasn't the idea? But again, again, how do we know is, he came up with the British Empire? How do we Hank, know there wasn't okay. something else going on? We don't. Well, even with the alchemy, you, what we think we know. Yeah, you can say like even with the alchemy you can compare it to the nuclear arms race like okay did these people really believe that we had nukes that the other countries had nukes probably a lot of people in government believe that and then the people at the very 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 top didn't knew that there was no nukes and that it was just a one world system or whatever but the same thing with alchemy they said well if we don't get all the gold you know then spain's going to get all the gold and then spain well they're evil and they're going to take over the world so we have to get all the gold before spain can get all the gold because we're actually more moral than those bastard spaniards over there that's literally it yeah Yeah. that's that's literally it right there and um now whether or not john d i don't i don't think john d was nefarious at all i don't think any any of the stuff that he had i mean granted he was into alchemy just because you're into alchemy doesn't make you a bad person you know what i mean doesn't make you evil um there are there are probably people that were researching alchemy there's probably there's people that are researching all kinds of stuff that have great intentions you know doesn't make them like, bad people for researching things um, or for being involved in, in, you know, it, it depends on what level you get, you, you know, you get to with the stuff. Um, but 
as far as the uh as as far as like him him being rather obscure i mean people do kind of know who john d is a little bit um you know if you're into this kind of stuff yeah if you're into this kind of stuff you've heard of him at least i mean if you're on likely yeah if you're into any sort of occultism or any of that kind of stuff you've heard of john d i mean there's i didn't know shit about him until the prep for this episode dank meme stash you know (laughs) yeah on on like you know on like facebook and on telegram there's you know there's meme channels that are all like esoteric john d memes and stuff but like other than that He's not really that popular. Like Crowley, there's shelves of books about Crowley. Oh yeah, right. right. Well, yeah. And you, I don't. Find- I don't think that's a, a strike against him being influential or nefarious in any way. I think that part of his success was, if I, I mean, to put it succinctly, like getting away with it. He was able to get away and not be well-known as a progenitor or a continuer of Rosicrucian and Masonic theology. And you're right that just, just researching something, it doesn't make you a bad person. Fine. Um, But I do think he was dedicated enough to these ideas, these precepts. He probably got in way over his head. I think he did. Um, But he was actively searching out, hermetic that is to say very ancient yeah he wanted to speak to angels he did sort sorcery i seek out ancient wisdom all the time um i promise i'm not doing anything this guy was was seeking out ancient as in you know pre-flood and and very ancient post-flood wisdom and you know what he ended up contacting was not good and he didn't. He didn't condemn it. That doesn't. I mean, you know, we ended up contacting. He didn't drop everything and say, "Nope, I'm done. I'm, you know, I'm out. <laughs> I, mean, I condemn he basically this. Did. This is not good." After the daughter uh, of he, fortitude incident, he stopped. They, they were pretty much That's done. What I'm saying after the daughter, right? Exactly. After it was like, oh, we have to do this. I don't know that I really want to do this. So maybe we don't do this. And that was the end of it for him. And that's when he disappeared off into like obscurity after that, you know. And he did lose all his shit after that, interestingly enough. Yeah. So so how the deal with the devil works. Right. Exactly. I think he didn't make the deal. And that's why I I lost it. Well, no, I think that he was he wanted he was he made the deal and tried to back out and backed out and was like nah and that's why he lost yeah. everything yeah, yeah. I, mean, I that is, yeah. i agree with that he made the deal so, backed out and he then, lost then everything like, and that's i'm mean, gonna take all your shit essentially he was a faustian spurg i mean the deal being like giving up his wife yeah and like ultimately losing everything yeah i mean that's pretty i don't think up, he yeah. sold his soul to no, the I devil think, i don't think that yeah i, I think that I think that when it came down to that, he's like, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah that's what it seemed like to me too. So I don't, uh, but I, ultimately, I don't, I don't agree with you, Reinhardt. I think that at, at the end of the day, he actually was like, oh shit, what am I doing? Uh, this is bad. I'm out. And my, he wasn't my really, ultimate he was away. trying to, he wasn't trying to do any dark arts and that kind of, I don't think he was like yeah. trying to be like a dark arts magician, you know, even though, even though he did sort of, <clears throat> um, do some sort of uh necessarily call like like marketing but uh he was kind of into like manipulating 
Well, I, a lot of I us disagree. Now, real yeah, quick, ahead, just real quick. Um, a lot of us now look at this, these dark arts and alchemy and those sorts of things fr- through the lens of the modern world that we live in and right. through science. And mm-hmm. even that's been extremely corrupted. But back then, there wasn't such a distinction between magic and science and alchemy. It was all just part of like the way that yeah. the world works. Right. And right. I think that people were a lot more connected to the supernatural back then. I think right. that there was right. much far less of a distinction. And so when you are working within like those fields, you don't have such a, like I'm dabbling in the dark arts. Now you're just sort of like, I'm trying to figure out how stuff works. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and like, that's the I thing mean, is it's only is, a dark art. Like if you use it for a dark purpose. And again, like these are, these are things that have only come, re- like you said, this is a, um, an ancient thing. Right. You know, more people were in tune with this stuff a long time ago. We've been we've been less in tune with nature and other like screw the arts, the dark, whether the dark or light arts. We're not even in tune with our own bodies in the planet, you know, with the realm in yeah. which we live, you know, right. like yeah, so changed our way of thinking to right. be like disconnected. So like this whole like magic bad automatically or like even attempting to do anything with that back then before we have our modern uh view and take on everything looking at everything through modern eyes you know looking back on stuff i i, I think is it was a totally different thing and I, I really don't think that i don't i don't think that he was really uh, a bad guy well and and one of the last things i'll i'll bring up in in kind of my way of thinking is to don't forget his, his, um, his acquaintances. Don't forget his associations, not just with the idea of the British empire, but the creation of the Royal society, the creation sure. of these, these societies, which have persisted for hundreds of years. Sure, And he ended up not being propagate. He ended up not being views. mentioned really in any of them really other than well. And, and ultimately when you think that that is a pretty sweet deal, that you no. get to essentially get away with it. It's not. Yeah. It's not that your name gets propagated that you gain success. It's that your your work gets propagated. That you well, gain I mean, success. his work could have not necessarily your name, but his, his work, work could have been his work could have been misappropriated and propagated. Okay, yeah, so the exactly. idea is that his his work was misappropriated. Well, yeah. if he started dabbling in the wrong sorts of things and then he was like, oh, shit, what have I created? And then I don't want to have anything to do with this. And then he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to play ball. And then the same people who go to Puerto Rico and drown crypto guys right. burn his library down and right. shit. And they're like, you're not getting any fucking credit for this, dickhead. But thanks for getting it started. Ha ha. Bye. See ya. I mean, right. I can see that's that more happen. along the lines of that's more along the lines of how I see it. Yeah. yeah. And ultimately, I, mean, I think like knowledge. Is, I disagree. I, I just ultimately, I think like knowledge is power, obviously. And like that's it's very trite, but it's also very true. Mm. And like power can be wielded for good or evil, obviously. And like just putting the knowledge out there, I don't think like there's any necessarily bad intent behind yeah, it. Power. But like, there you go. Power by itself is not good or bad. It's the intent behind it. Exactly. That's basically where I see this whole yeah, thing. And I believe I believe his intent was not good. I know him by his fruits and I see the fruits of it and I I think that the fruits were evil. 
Okay. Um, I think he was just trying to yeah. figure stuff out. I mean, I, was like he was the first one really to do it. Like we said, I mean, he was like the first guy on the scene, you know, yeah. like, he wasn't, well, he, he wasn't the first. Well, in a, in, he was probably the most well, time. he was the most well known and definitely the most powerful. Well, I the mean, most powerful all the other source, at the, the time, the but he was definitely not the first. Not maybe the first in in Britain in you know a thousand years or so. I mean, and by being the most powerful, that's what I mean. Like he was trying to yeah, like there him, were more books written by the time he was there, so he was getting able to get deeper than other people that had come before him. Right, and you know just digging and digging and digging and like or able to create to get the because answer. but ultimately he didn't. Cre- he didn't like write a book saying like, you know, go create a moon child or like, you know, go sleep with your yeah. partner's wife so you can summon the horror. No, that was basically what Crowley did. It was did. a good thing that I did, you yeah. know, like that's Crowley. Yeah. Uh, but John D, like, I mean, his legacy is, you know, dudes with conspiracy podcasts researching him on the Internet to talk about it. And, well, and like you, I mean, you say getting away with it, but like he could have gotten away with it and also had his name ring through the bells of history, uh, whether through infamy or otherwise, you know, and I don't, I don't think it would have made much of a difference either way, but, but I think like dying in obscurity and, you know, just giving it all up after that, after the obviously like bad incident lends towards his credibility rather than I'd say it makes him more of a Dumbledore than a Voldemort. Oh, why'd you have to make that comparison? Because I wanted to hear you say, oh. Yeah, basically. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty so much. And I, I, and think, think of it this way. The sex magic stuff that we see from Crowley in the most recent, say, 150 years, that is the most vulgar form of magic. And this is something that, Johnny, you and I kind of went through in that uh, that SRA book back in October. Mm-hmm. Was the the blood ritual? Um, yeah, well, blood rituals well, the, is high level. If D had done that, like stuff, D, that's the thing. That's the thing if, is D did none of that. No, he, he did didn't one. Pursue but, it hang on, further. hang on. But what? A, hang, okay, he did. Yeah, stop interrupting. He did one what? thing. He didn't like it. He's clearly not gay and not a swinger. You know what I mean? He like, didn't even sleep with her. Apparently, right. that's he was just like. It's not like, what I'm really getting. He didn't even sleep with Kelly's wife. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's not what I'm getting at. Oh, I know. We get it. No, the point I'm trying to make is that he he was not performing that vulgar level of magic, but that doesn't mean that he wasn't performing other forms because even before Kelly, he was still scrying. He was still doing divination. He was attempting to, and he never had any... Didn't he, he never had any luck with the thing? Dude. No, he was able to stare into a crystal ball. Okay. He was able to use the obsidian mirror, That's but right, I mean, yeah. he wasn't... He wasn't like he wasn't getting success until we met Kelly. Not yeah, not the he, success he wasn't, he wasn't saw really until we met Kelly. Not, he, it was uh, he wasn't really getting any success until Kelly came along. And then Kelly was really good at it, which is weird. But also, I think it's interesting that Kelly is the guy who had the checkered past and yeah, was not I, like a big I, devout Christian and stuff. So yeah, I I really wonder about Kelly. Either way, they that was that was not a made up language. No, absolutely not. No, definitely not a made up language. And I mean, I don't know if we have time on this show or not, already, but we're, we're like definitely going to go deeper into yeah. the Enochian language. We're, and, we're way over right now. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought the, so. The Enochian language has shown up in so many other instances, mm. and um, I mean, my mm-hmm. intro. 
my introduction to the confessionals podcast with Tony Merkel was a show where a military guy, I believe he was a, not a seal, but he was definitely some kind of uh, spec war Navy guy mm -hmm. that ended up on a mission that found a, a downed aircraft. Again, don't know where it was. This whole thing was, I don't know, secret, but he said that he was told by civilian contractors that this aircraft was covered in Enochian symbols specifically. So it's, it's obviously been in use in other areas. So, Oh yeah, I know. I know. I remember the story you're talking about. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it was fake at all. No. And I mean, uh, just a teaser, like I've, I've seen like these symbols on DMT trips in the past too. And I didn't know what they were at the time. Oh no. Got to get you on, on the campfire. Somebody wow. on the show did drugs. Oh no. I, I waited till the very end of the show. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but people are going to chastise us for having did Well, they already have DMT in their body right now. Yeah. So. It's produced endogenously. So. I know. Right now exactly. your DMT factory is producing it unless you're unless your pineal gland is yeah, when you go to sleep tonight, you're going to be do drugs. I know. While you sleep. All right. We're going to get out of here. This is way longer than a normal episode. <laughs> Great um, show, boys. Yes. Good show, boys. Thanks, Skull, for hanging out with us. Uh, yes, sir. Hudson. Always my pleasure. Yes. Hudson. Yeah, it was Reinhardt, an honor to finally usual. be on yeah. a show with you, Skull. Yeah. Heck yeah, brother. All right. Grognak, I'm sure you got lots of notes. Right, oh, yeah. Here. I wrote down everything you guys said. Nice. <laughs> we are going to have a creepypasta for you at the end of this, making the episode even longer. And we will see you live on Tuesday for the Nationalist Inquirer live over on Pilled, DLive, and Odyssey. And we're going to get out of here. Later. Time travel makes you gay. The Daughter of Fortitude, received by Edward Kelly and Dr. John D. I am the Daughter of Fortitude and ravished every hour from my youth. For behold, I am understanding and science dwelleth in me and the heavens oppress me. They cover and desire me with infinite appetite. Few or none that are earthly have embraced me, for I am shadowed with the circle of the sun, and covered with the morning clouds. My feet are swifter than the winds, and my hands are sweeter than the morning dew. My garments are from the beginning, and dwelling place is in myself. The lion knoweth not where I walk, neither do the beasts of the field understand me. I am deflowered and yet a virgin. I sanctify and am not sanctified. Happy is he that embraceth me, for in the night season I am sweet, and in the day full of pleasure. My company is a harmony of many souls, and my lips sweeter than health itself. I am a harlot for such as ravish me, and a virgin with such as know me not. For lo, I am loved of many, and I am a lover too many, and as many come unto me as they should do, have their entertainment. Purge your streets, O you sons of men, and wash your houses clean. Make yourselves holy, and put on righteousness. Cast out your old strumpets, and burn their clothes. Abstain from the company of other women that are defiled, that are sluttish, and not so handsome and beautiful as I. And then I will come and dwell amongst you, and behold, I will bring forth children unto you, 
and they shall be the sons of comfort. I will open my garments and stand naked before you, that your love may be more inflamed toward me. As yet, I walk in the clouds. As yet, I am carried with the winds. It cannot descend unto you, for the multitude of your abominations, and the filthy loathsomeness of your dwelling places. Behold the four, who is he that shall say they have sinned? Or unto whom shall they make account? Not unto you, you sons of men, nor unto your children. For unto the Lord belongeth the judgment of his servants. Know, therefore, let the earth give forth her fruits unto you, and let the mountains forsake their barrenness, where your footsteps shall remain. Happy is he that saluteth you, and cursed is he that hold up his hands against you. And power shall be given unto you, from henceforth to rest your enemies. And the Lord shall always hear you in the times of your troubles. And I am sent unto you to play the harlot with you, and am to enrich you with the spoils of other men. Prepare for me, for I come shortly. Provide your chambers for me, that they may be sweet and cleanly. For I will make a dwelling place amongst you, and I will be common with the Father and the Son, yea, and with all them that truly favoreth you. For my youth is in her flower, and my strength is not to be extinguished with man. Strong I am above and below. Therefore, provide for me, for behold, I now salute you, and let peace be amongst you, for I am the daughter of comfort. Disclose not my secrets unto women, neither let them understand how sweet I am, for all things belongeth not unto everyone. I come unto you, and...